Welcome to Culture Zoo 32. I'm Levi. I'm Roslyn. Zach Glenn here. Thanks for having me. That's yeah. right. Thanks for joining us again, Zach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are back. Uh, about a year ago, we recorded Revenge of the Sith, a little over a year ago now. Oh, yeah. And that was the last, uh, that was, um, yeah, that was a good good while back. And I finally released it earlier this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> finally, or no, last year, in December of last year. And then we went on to talk about Ghibli, but now we're back to Star Wars. And this is a special, it's a very, spe- a very special Culture Zoo episode because we are not um, talking about any one movie. We're doing the Star Wars Blitz tonight. <laughs> so we are going to talk about um, basically all of the Disney films in one shot. We're going to keep it a little more, a little more surface level on this one. But I felt like this is, it's time now that the, the latest uh there's been enough content to recap with this. A lot exactly. of content. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. So I think that's uh, that's what we'll just kind of dive right into it, maybe. So, first thing, let's. Uh, so there was ten years of silence mm. between um, embarrassed silence, yeah, <laughs> awkward silence between when the last Jedi, uh, not the last Jedi, sorry, between when Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. came. There's a lot of films to keep track of mm-hmm. now. Uh, Revenge of the Sith came out. And um, and then uh, the Force Awakens mm. came out. So, I it, that was an interesting time because I think it was the I, I had like I liked uh, Revenge of the Sith when it came out, and then like yeah. I very quickly realized it was a bad movie. Yeah. It, it was kind of as bad as the other prequels. And then it was it was it was kind of just this this the slow degrading of Star Wars because then they followed up with the Clone Wars, yeah. which was I think kind of the low point of, or a Didn't low some point. Some people like Clone Wars. Was that an animated? Yeah. They came out. It was it was released in the theaters. Okay. Oh, and this is such a classic yeah. George Lucas move because it was actually a TV show yeah. that he decided to edit Cut into together. a movie. Yeah. So it was like the first three episodes of the Cartoon he Network just TV show. In editing a lot. Yeah, and so it was kind of like. George Lucas had definitely kind of run his course. I actually liked the animated series in between there. Okay. I'd give it like some episodes were good. Some parts were very good. Lots of it was really terrible. Yeah. But it was kind of the best thing that came out of the prequel era, mm-hmm. I would say. But um, yeah, so I don't know, Zach, what do you think about the in-between years? I thought that <clears throat> when Revenge of the Sith ended, regardless of how I felt when it came out, which I, yeah. I agree with you, I, like I liked it, and then yeah. very, very quickly I realized <laughs> that it was pretty bad too. But it, it it's almost like... If you did something so embarrassing in front of like a new group of friends, and you're like, "That's it, I'm done. I'm never ever gonna try and be around those people." There's two. Like if you poop in I, the pool or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I can't. I can't come back from that. But I do think it's funny in retrospect when you think about Batman and Robin 1997 yeah. compared to Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's really only an eight year period, less than the period of Star Wars, and mm-hmm. Batman is probably less of a valuable property yeah. than even Star Wars is and they only waited eight years to go from mm-hmm. Batman and Robin which is a worse movie by yeah. far to reboot it entirely so it's almost yeah. amazing when you think about it mm-hmm. that they waited ten, ten and a half years, years so they could have done yeah. it in like five years if they wanted and you yeah. know people would have flocked to it yeah. but I they think really it's really have. cool that they waited as long as I they did I think it was well the interesting thing was I think was that George Lucas you know, if Disney owned it, sure, they would have just been like, oh, yeah, yeah we're just going to, like, give it a little break and then we're going to reboot it. Yeah. But it still was totally owned by and controlled mm-hmm. by George Lucas. So I think my guess would be was that he was pretty 
not he was pretty burned by the rea- reception he I mean, got. The amount of work he probably put and in. He put in yeah. yeah, he put yeah. in like a good, you know, ten years of his own life to yeah. make the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And it was his baby, no matter what, you know. So I'm sure he was kinda like, I'm done with Star Wars and he owned the rights of Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, so that you know, he was involved in the Clone Wars, but he wasn't directing them mm-hmm. or anything like that. So um and then he sold it for four billion dollars, wow. you know. So do you think yeah. he was kind of just like whatever? You can have it. Yeah. Like, I I I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to know like what his. I think he expected to have had more wanted yeah. input. Well, that was definitely something that came out. Was like I think when they were selling it, they're like, "Oh yeah, George, you can have all kinds of input. You're going to still be a major creative force in this." That was not in the contract. And then they were like, "You know, JJ doesn't really in, like, like your ideas, so we're just going to see you later." <laughs> Because there was definitely some kind of sour grapes when The Force Awakens came out. I don't know if you guys Well, I heard, yeah, he, like, sent a bunch, like, his, like, ideas to J.J. And he, like, didn't listen to any of it. I think the whole studio was like, thanks, but no. Good job. You need a funny character that'll really have a lot of comedic relief. Mm. And it's really good if the characters say exactly what they're feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So, in between that point, you know, so, yeah, like... Again, you're right. It was like, you know, you have a bad experience with someone. But for me, it I think when I, you know, I was kind of not into Star Wars. I wasn't into the Clone Wars. But then when I heard Disney was buying mm-hmm. it and kind of what they were doing, I was like, well, this could be interesting. Disney has acquired Lucasfilm for $4 billion and announced that a new Star Wars film will be made for 2015. Robert Iger, the president and CEO of Walt Disney, talked of his delight at acquiring the famous franchise. We're thrilled that George has entrusted the future of his extraordinary legacy to the Walt Disney Company and recognize what an honor it is. You know, and I think in those years I got super psyched for The Force Awakens. Like, The Force Awakens may be the movie I was, I've been most psyched to see out of my entire life. I remember when I heard that Disney bought it in 2012. I don't know if that's when it took place, but mm-hmm. I, I remember finding out about it. And being like, yeah, like this yeah. could work. J.J. Abrams, yeah. like, yeah, uh, Disney does uh, things well, and and particularly with J.J. Abrams yeah. because I'm not a huge Trekkie, but I, I do love like the Next Generation. I do like mm-hmm. the old ones, and I really liked the rebooting of Star yeah. Trek. And I was like, he he did it justice. It was good. Yeah. I think that that's this could be interesting. Yeah, I'm open. Yeah, I think he was a good. He was definitely well. We and I get, loved like Super Eight. Like I, I think, loved Super Eight. And even though Lost was really unsatisfying, like you have to admit it was well done. Like and he wasn't involved points. at the end of Lost. Right. He was like in but the he, first season. He started, which yeah. was the you know. So like he yeah. obviously has like good stuff on his record. Yeah, exactly. And so and I liked you know I think. I just remember going we actually have a podcast of us in the theater record uh-huh. seeing it for the first time and that was like the most like charged and psyched I've ever been in like a movie theater but like everyone was like that yeah. I remember like when the lights went down someone was like I'm not ready <laughs> like it was like so like everyone was so into it so the yeah, lines were like sneaking all yeah. the way down to like the highway. And it was like because you had like everyone loves Star Wars mm-hmm. and you had so much pent up like 10 years of like well not really like more than 10 years like because the yeah. prequel trilogy did not deliver no. on that so yeah, you had like what, an 30 years who are these characters going to yeah. be yeah. And with the prequels there still wasn't that it's yeah. like okay yeah. we get to go back in time to yeah. characters we already know about exactly so like everything you're like who is this who could this be yeah. you know and it was super yeah so maybe we can just jump into unless there's anyone else anything else mm-hmm. and we, yeah let's jump into The Force Awakens <laughs> Thank you. 
are you? I'm no one. Rosalind, give us a one-minute recap of The Force Awakens. Okay. Do I have a timer? I'm going to do a timer because... All right, I will time you. Will you time me? Okay. Wow, I should have thought Zach, better about time? this. I'll I can't hear. I will time you, Rosalind. Okay, I've got my timer. No, I want to time you. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Go. Okay, our new character is Rey. We don't know who she is, but she's on a desert planet. She meets a stormtrooper who has crashed uh, uh, while he escaped, saving a rebel. Uh, They steal the Millennium Falcon. They meet Han Solo and Chewbacca. They end up uh, with a new Death Star, and the stormtrooper, Finn, has new information about how to or has information about how to blow up the Death Star. Um, they go to the Death Star planet, and Rey meets uh, Kylo Ren, and they fight, and Kylo Ren also kills Han Solo, and uh, Rey is stronger than Kylo Ren, and she beats him, and she leaves, and she, oh, yeah, and then she goes to try to find um, Luke Skywalker, which this whole thing was about trying to find Luke Skywalker. And she gets there, and she finds him, and she tries to hand him the lightsaber, and that's how it ends. Wow, how long did that well take? Done. 57 seconds. 59 nice. But I forgot the whole map part until the very end. Did but... you cover Han Solo dying? Yeah, I said Ky- okay. Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. That's right, right, right. Okay. And I forgot to say Kylo Ren is... A solo. Very good. Okay, so now we are going to do our key word and key takeaway. Okay. Um, so do you want to do key word first, then we'll do key takeaways? Okay. I don't even know what my key word... Um, Gosh, key word. Key word, okay. I'm going to say my key word because I thought about okay, it. Okay, we're going to go... We'll, we'll just kind of go around the table. So Roz, okay. me, and Zach. Roz. I think my key word for this movie is mystery. Mystery. I like it. Okay. I, I think... Um, my key word 
for this movie, maybe this is going to sound really like high <laughs> praise, but it's going to be delight. Hey. I think. Yeah, uh, I would say refreshing because it was so exciting to see Harrison Ford be an older version of himself that I totally believed. Mm Kind of unlike Indiana Jones, I really bought an older Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved that the lightsaber fight with Kylo Ren and Rey at the end was, you know, not video game madness yeah. and was really, like, clunky and yeah. just in a fun setting. It was just so visually awesome compared to the previous three films that right. were okay. very hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do our key, like, takeaway from this film, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so, Rosalind, what's your key takeaway? Oh, geez, key takeaway. I think... Or, like, um, kind of... Yeah, like, brief, Tiny review. Like, I think, uh, like you said, Zach, it was so exciting. It was so... Um, satisfying and so many things about it like hit so many yes yes like that is amazing and I love it however I think sometimes it felt like fan service yeah that's my thing yeah too much fan service like where you're thinking what are the fans gonna think and so yeah. like, instead let's, of just making a let's piece do of it art. for the fans yeah. yeah instead of just like being like I'm gonna make a cool piece of art and this yeah. is my film like it's like no we have to do it to this so the fans will be mad yep nerd rage okay so my my like mini review of this film would be that I think its strengths are that J.J. Abrams knows how to direct a really fun scene. Mm -hmm. Like, all the scenes work individually, with maybe a few exceptions in this film. I think um, he's also really good at finding good actors, too. Like, I think the casting on the film was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked Ray as a protagonist. Or as a... a, Yeah, I I really liked her. I liked all the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I left the film, like really really Mm -hmm. pumped and just and it's a film that like certain people like in retrospect it's like they're like kind of trash the force awakens maybe not after the last jedi but like they really get down on the force awakens it stayed really in a special place for me like Mm -hmm. when i still watch i was like i really like this movie um and uh i think its weaknesses are i think the main weakness is that the plot itself is kind of like a massive retread which is like the common criticism but like like the worst part of the the least interesting part of the movie for me is the whole trench run part like where they're destroying the star killer mm-hmm. base yeah i actually liked the the scene where the star killer blaze blows up the planets i really liked i thought that was a really cool scene but the 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 yeah. fact that they all have to like basically recreate like beat for beat the exact mm-hmm. ending mm-hmm. of a new hope um, yeah. <laughs> it fell really flat for me when I first saw it. And I was like, ah, I just thought, I wish they had come up with a more interesting way of like doing that. But overall, it's like definitely my favorite film of the Disney. Hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. My key takeaway is probably the same thing. I, I think that they were really trying to hook you with the new characters, but also hook you with the old, char- with the old characters too. And I think that's its biggest strength and weakness because... Uh, I think that uh, Ray in particular and Kylo Ren, at least in the first movie, were um, so interesting that they were trying to hook you mm-hmm. by having Han and Leia in the film mm-hmm. and Luke at the end mm-hmm. to get you in. But it propel- they propel the story to for you to want to see part two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But everything kind of surrounding um, Han and Leia 
is such a retread, not another Death Star. Mm-hmm. And I think I still don't know what the First Order wants or what they, mm-hmm. how they came to be when the Empire was defeated. It seems like that the Rebels should have kind of built up a, right. a more resourceful army, etc. <laughs> yet they're still rebels. Right. And that to me is almost nonsensical, that it almost mm. makes the conflict feel mm. like I don't know who's fighting over what. Mm. Um, they didn't put enough I think the conflict that. was very clear in A New Hope. Rebels, Empire, mm-hmm. and who has more strength, but it doesn't make sense why the, the power, the balance of power is, Mm -hmm. is not there in this one. Mm -hmm. Politics are a little more complicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, cool. Let's, uh, let's take 10 minutes maybe and just kind of have open discussion. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I'd agree with you, Zach, that I think the thing that JJ Abrams is really good at doing is, um, Asking interesting questions. Right. But he doesn't answer them. But he doesn't answer them. (laughs) Lost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And it's kind of like, like, and this is an interesting discussion because we haven't seen the third movie. Right. And J.J. Abrams is going to have to answer all the questions that he kind of opened up. That's right. You know, so, um, you know, so we don't, we don't really know where the, how the film's going to resolve, but we have two movies under our belt, right? Yeah. So... What's going on with the First Order is definitely confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, where do they come from? What's their deal? How did they build this they massive rose base? They from the rubble. What does it say? The First Order has rose from the ashes of the Empire. But, like, as a gorilla, are they like a gorilla, gorilla warriors or something? Because he wants snow. Okay. Continue. Yeah, all right. Are they like gorilla warriors, do you think? Are they... Like and if they if so, how could they build such a massive army? Like who's funding them? I totally agree. Yeah, Yeah. because it makes sense with the empire. Like you think the empire, they have tons of resources, massive taxes. You would think they can go build a Death Star, but yeah, the evolution as flawed (laughs) as the prequels are, the evolution of their meteoric rise to power is actually is actually described quite well. Yeah, well, they definitely checked the boxes on how this works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How Palpatine became. Yeah, exactly. Who is Snoke, though? Like, why is anybody listening yeah. to him? Yeah, right, so because he's the head of both the Knights yeah. of whatever Ren. and and the yeah. first order. Well, and that's what this movie does, and I think that's one of the fun things about this movie is it opens up because it's such a new world. It's like almost like you're starting over, kind of, because mm-hmm. you have all new characters, mm-hmm. most of them. Um, and you don't really know who the bad guys are. You don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. You don't know where. You don't know who the Knights of Ren are. There are all these things that are just kind of thrown out there. First Order. What's their deal? Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff. Um, and I think it would be more, I mean, one thing that would have been more interesting would be to maybe kind of, instead of just kind of recreating a Death Star situation, mm-hmm. like get a little more into that kind of conflict or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who Snoke is. We don't know what his deal is. He's very mysterious. He just kind of shows up. We don't know who Ray is, where mm-hmm. she's come from. And it's really, there's all kinds of things that the movie's asking you, like just like dangling in front of you, like, oh, it's don't you want to so know about good. this? Yeah. yeah. Don't you want to know about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think, I guess, I think Daisy Ridley as an actor is a really fun actor. She's really good. She's just, like, likable. She's very likable. She really, like... She nails that kind of, like, strong female without being... But not being obnoxious, you know? And and so she... um, She has, like, a lot of... I don't know. I really liked her a lot. I think the main criticism I would be with her is I feel like they were so worried about creating a... Like... 
um, a strong female character that she she never um, fails kind mm-hmm. of in anything she does. Yeah, she doesn't really have any weaknesses. She has zero weaknesses. Like she, if you notice, she never gets rescued. Yeah. And um, like Luke yeah. in the first movie really stank until the end. Like yeah. if you notice, like he's in the bar, yeah. he like embarrasses himself. Yeah. Obi-Wan has to step in and save him. Yeah. Um, he He's kind of like, he's very much like, you know, someone who will, his big victory is in the last scene where he manages to blow up the Death Star, but he doesn't really do anything, <clears throat> you know. Of, you see his weaknesses. Yeah. Very he makes apparently. mistakes. He, yeah. yeah. Um, so he has, there's like a real growth curve yeah. to Luke yeah. over the course of the first movie. And I feel like they were so nervous about like damsel in distress right. kind of stereotypes mm-hmm. that they really made sure that she never right. had a single, like mm-hmm. that she was never shown to have struggle. Yeah. And it kind of makes it, it, she overcomes it because she's such a fun actress to watch and yeah. she's still very likable. But that was kind of one of the things I'm like, it, it would have been a more interesting to see her have a much more arc, yeah. more of an arc to where she Yeah, because like, she starts out like really yeah. cool. Yeah. And she never, like she doesn't really need any. Mm-hmm. Hers is more of an emotional, I think. Definitely. But it's it, it follows into mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, so I don't think that it's resolved at all in this film yeah. or even kind of started in yeah. this film. What do you guys think about, um, and I think the other... Um, character would be Finn. Kind of the major. Well, you love Finn. I really liked Finn in this movie. I think again, like I'm trying to think of like what does he do, though? right? Which I think that's that's one of the things that looking at the structure of this, it's like, well, it seems like he should at least rescue Ray at some point, at some so point. she could go and then save the day. Right. He kind of does like not a lot. Mm-hmm. He I, sort of rescues her in the last fight. Does he help at some point? No, he doesn't. He gets knocked out. No, I think she that that was him. a mistake of his character yeah. because yeah. I do like Finn more than Poe, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. even though Poe makes more sense as a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, uh, to your point, Levi, yeah. they were so focused on not, since their their hero in this version is a woman, mm-hmm. which is a really solid choice, mm-hmm. but they were so yeah. focused on not abiding by a woman needing to be rescued mm-hmm. right. or being a damsel in distress right. and falling in love. I think it, it would have been fun to watch those characters form a bond and yeah. fall in love and yeah. maybe have her be the stronger half. Right. Um, and But my biggest uh, thing that I loved about this movie was I loved that they rolled the old comers out yeah. uh, or the returning mm-hmm. cast slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that this movie yeah. was Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, it was, I love that it wasn't Luke and Harrison right. in the same, uh, like, you know, having to compete for screen mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It was really fun to see that uh, he and mm-hmm. Leia's relationship had deteriorated right. and he had gone back to smuggling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was such a wise choice. And yeah. I felt like that was probably a J.J. Abrams choice. Yeah. It made a and, lot of sense. Oh gosh, that was so And you were so able great. to still have Han Solo. It wasn't like, yeah. here I am ruling like, yeah. the First Order with my wife. Like That's yeah. not Han Solo. Yeah, totally. like, it let yeah. us have Han Solo again. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think, and I think that's where like J.J. Abrams always shines for me is like, you can tell like he's a guy who thinks about the emotional beats much more than the actual like mm-hmm. plot technicalities mm-hmm. in kind of all of his films like when you look at him like that's a weird plot hole right. but you don't even think about it because you're like so swept up yeah. and like the emotion yes <laughs> you know it's yeah. beautiful and I think that's uh, The Force Awakens feels very much like a J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. film to me where it's like you really get in with the characters and you're you really like but the, the, the actual details of the plot are a little bit more kind of right, just a little haphazard yeah. you know um because, I mean, like, yeah, there are, like, 
the the Death Star has always been kind of a plot hole a little bit. Like you mean any Death Star? Yeah, I mean that is the funny thing why they chose to bring it back because it was already kind of a cliche in the Return of the Jedi that we we built the super weapon again yeah. and we left the exact same flaw in it <laughs> in two years this time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It took us twenty. Yeah. It's actually bigger. That is one of the funny plots that the pre- plot holes that the prequels introduced that it apparently took twenty years. They to were build always the first building Death the Star. second one yeah. after they started the first one. They started two. Two years after that, yeah. so it'd been eighteen. Well, maybe years. they just like figured out a lot of the problems the first time around. <laughs> like, we like, way quicker, <laughs> you, guys. you guys. We made so many mistakes. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome really quick this time. Can I? I know that Star Wars yeah. and Star Wars doesn't abide by science. Like mm-hmm. I get that, and I can reconcile that by being like, they just yeah. physics isn't in Star Wars. Like there's never a vacuum of gravity. Yeah. Like they can breathe in space. Like there's just no like yeah. we don't have to worry about that. However, like. The whole um, Star Killer base. I still. I've seen that movie quite a few times. I still don't know what's going on. No, <laughs> like how it works. Uh huh. I don't understand. Like, is the sun that it's sucking energy from? Like, you could only use it one time then because you can't steer a planet to a new sun. To, you know what I does mean? Does it fly like, around like the Death Star does? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a great question. Because if it's sucking all the energy from the sun, you have one shot. Maybe they didn't think it through. You kill the sun. The sun doesn't like regenerate and they're like, let's suck it but again. Guys, I just realized something. Like, after they blow up the first planet. We killed the sun. Well, that's why I think that, they, that, that it was a major missed opportunity that they didn't make the conflict more interesting because... Yeah. They it's it would have been cool if technology would have progressed beyond uh, a Death not, Star beyond a Death Star, but if the conflict wouldn't have been necessarily a prequel level, yeah. well, it's our political base. Yeah. yeah. But if the rebels and the First Order had something more interesting that they were conflicted mm-hmm. over beyond yeah. just weaponary competition, okay. and that's what I think is a major missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think one scene where the the. The first order stated their goals would have been good. You know, but they what I mean? just look like, like Nazis, so you know they're evil. That's you know all they're they evil, which do. is good. <laughs> it's good to know they're evil. But just something like, are they trying to, like, are they trying to restore? What are they trying to? What are they out to do? Right. You know, does you know what? Well, and we know they're bad because they kill like Coruscant and like yeah. they, you know, they they do really bad things. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Why are they doing these bad things? Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. What's just like the 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 empire? At least you know it's an empire. You know that's you know, why it's oh, bad. That's why bad. it's doing the things that it's doing. Yeah. The first order is a little hard to wrap your head around, mm-hmm. and I think it's okay. Yeah. I, I kind of excuse it for this movie. Yeah. Um, I think you know. Again, the the whole Death Star kind of thing. The fact that it's the exact same thing—you fly a ship into it and yeah. you, uh, one shot blows it right. up. It's almost becoming like Doctor Doofenshmirtz with his like self-destruct button, you know, where it's just like, why do you keep putting self-destruct buttons right. on your? Why do we machine? even have that lever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, there's got to be a better design, or don't do it. Just make a really big fleet because right. this is a really tough engineering challenge here. You know, I mean, this one was they like hollowed out a planet. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It of It doesn't work. look like a planet. It is a planet, <laughs> and I still don't understand. Like, okay, so it sucks the energy from the sun yeah 
Maybe they save money this time by just building a big strip around the equator of the planet rather than making <laughs> yeah. a whole... We didn't need to make the whole planet. Yeah, we didn't even make it the whole thing the size of So this is kind of like the budget Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, though, I do want to say one other thing that I think really propels this movie is Adam Driver. Oh, because yeah. I think yes. his casting, he totally has Harrison's mm-hmm. nose. Yeah. Um, I think Adam Driver's a really good actor. I don't love the direction he got in being so petulant. Mm. I know that that's his character's trait, and I think a lot of people do like that, yeah. but I think if he was maybe a little bit stronger right. just as a, mm. um, in the way he conducts himself, I think I would have preferred that, but yeah. I know a lot of people love that. So right. it's not something I condemn the movie for. It's just my preference. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, I, I think I think the two huge standouts, other than Harrison Ford, who right. was, I think it was like the first time I've seen Harrison Ford in a movie in like a long time, yeah, that long I was like, time. wow, he's really good in this. Yeah. So for so many times, it seems like he was like asleep or like he was drunk or something in his movies. (laughs) Or too old. It was too old, but he he really did a great job. Well, I think it worked for the character that he was older this time, where I know Mm -hmm. in Indiana Jones, they tried to write that into the story. But I think in this time, it's like, we know how much time has passed between Star Wars and it's okay that he's gotten old, that he and Chewie are still roughing it. Yeah. Yeah. That totally, I, I loved that. I thought that whole thing was awesome to have him back and it felt really great. And um, and I think the two other standouts for me would be uh, Ray and um, and uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo the, Ren is just like yeah. To me, he's like the heart and soul of these movies because <laughs> I yeah. love Adam Driver, but I love him as Kylo Ren. Yeah. I love what they're doing with him and Ray. Like yeah. I'm just like a big fan of yeah. that. And I do want to say one thing about this movie that bothered me is that they I don't know who's in charge of this, but they use a soft like 1940s lens on Carrie Fisher and I'm like uh, what she's not allowed to be old looking like <laughs> it's just it bothers me yeah like yeah. when they do close ups like they've done something yeah. to her face no, that, she's done something to her face Russell. no it's the film they like have like a blur on it and that really bugs me because I'm like Harrison Ford gets to look old but like yeah. Carrie Fisher has to like they're like don't zoom in too close she's old like yeah. and that really bugged me because I feel like it's totally yeah. Like. I won't speak ill of the dead. Definitely. That's very true. Yeah. No, and I don't, th- I know she was really hard on herself, yeah. but I'm like, you can't, like, you have to accept that she looks old and that's yeah. okay. Like, people mm-hmm. can look old. That's not the end of the world. Like, she is old. She's yeah. an older lady now. Like, yeah. and I think it was lame that, like, you can see, like, they've, they shot her weird mm. and I think like let her look old it's okay huh. that was my and they didn't do that in the um, let her put on the bikini it's okay <laughs> no in, in the last Jedi like she looks old and I'm yeah. like it's because she is and like it's yeah. okay you know yeah, so I appreciated the last Jedi that they let her like they weren't afraid to like show her face looking old yeah that's all I want to say. Well said. I think my final takeaway on this would be that I left this film really excited to see the next one. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, I, yeah. I'm, You're like, I'm in. I bought it. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, The Force Awakens. That's okay. <laughs> So now, following The Force Awakens, Disney did this thing where they, when they announced this, they said, we are going to have a Star Wars film every single year. Mm-hmm. And I, when I heard that, I was like, huh. 
I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Every year? <laughs> well, and that was the thing. We always got you always got your Star Wars films. Every three years. We had six Star Wars films over what? Nine 30 years. years? Oh, I switched your over, You know, overall. Yeah. And they were always every three years. Mm-hmm. So you had a long time to wait for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Disney decided they're going to... And I think the real temptation with Disney is to have another Marvel. Right. I think yeah. it kind of feels like what they're trying and to do. And because they, well, they have like two Marvel movies, three Marvel movies. There's three Marvel movies every year. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's really? huge yeah. cash cow for them. So and they're, they're like, all okay. good. And they all are <laughs> yeah. well done yeah, exactly. and good. And you're like, ah, oh, I hate that I like so, it, but I do. So like, why not with Star Wars? So... Right. So this was their first. So they announced when they announced this, they're like, "We're going to do the main series. Where we're going to have going to follow the Scott Skywalker Skywalker <laughs> story arc, but we're also going to have these things called anthology films." And then they kind of didn't really like the title anthology after a while. <laughs> Apparently, like the marketing group was like, "This is not selling. This is boring. This is weird. People don't know what an anthology is." So we're going to call it Star Wars Story. Yeah. So then a Star Wars Story. So now then we had Rogue One, mm-hmm. a Star Wars Story. State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of imperial documents, possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. What will you do when they catch you? you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, what will you become? And, uh, Will someone time me with the one gotcha. recap? And I gotta confess, I've seen this movie once. <laughs> I've oh. seen this movie a lot of times. <laughs> and uh, it's okay. okay. It'll be like the okay. bare bones. So Rogue One from memory. <laughs> oh my gosh, this Go. is gonna be really hard. Okay, so there's a girl named Jen Urso whose dad is a designer, and um, Ben Mendelsohn shows up, who's kind of a creep, (laughs) and he kidnaps her dad, kills her mom, because her dad can build the Death Star, because they're having trouble, they're having a lot of issues building the Death Star. Flash forward, Jen is a character who's, is she bad? Is she good? We don't know. She's captured by the, what is she doing with her life? Um, They need, the rebels want her to find her dad. She gets in with a group of a ragtag group of a lot of different characters. <laughs> one of them's blind. One of them's a good shot. One of them's a robot. One of them's Diego Luna. They uh, decide that they need to steal the Death Star plans. Oh, this is a prequel, by the way, to the first movie. So they go on a, a suicide mission to steal the Death Star plans. Um, they do it. Everyone dies. Hmm. And um, they don't kiss at the end. But they hug. They hug it. But the they end. get the plans. They get the plans and they give them to Princess Leia and then Darth Vader shows up and kills a bunch of people.
That's that's the best Very summary well you'll ever hear. I could not. See, listening so, to yeah. you, I'm excited, <laughs> and I think I'm the only one who feels this way. No, okay. I okay. Uh, yeah, let's do our keyword. Maybe. Oh, are you guys okay with the light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, mood, the mood lining in the room just got a little, little too like a little too intimate. <laughs> no, we do. Um, okay, keyword from Rogue One is um. Okay, keyword is it makes me feel emotional. Emotional. Okay. All right. Keyword from Rogue One. Oh man, this is tough. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> is meh. I think is probably my keyword. Okay. Yeah. Zach. Gosh, keyword. Um dark. Mm, but in a yeah. good way. I love Rogue One. Okay. It's by far my favorite Star Wars movie of any of the prequels or the new ones. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so. Let's, uh, well, that, this is interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's do, We're gonna uh, gang up on you let's like, do a quick review then. So, Rosalind, give, give us like a one minute review. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you did it like Rogue One, huh? You grab his leg like you. I loved Rogue One because I went into it super nonchalant and I saw previews. I was like, mm, this is gonna be so stupid. I went to the theater, it was empty because it was like about to leave theaters and I'm like, I'll see it in the theater, you know. Went by myself and I left just kind of floored by how much I liked it because I do admit the one flaw is Jenner, so it's not very likable. However, I think that they did that almost deliberately because of who she is and her character and you probably don't want to get... Like, you don't want to kill this, like, you know, person. I don't know. Anyways, I think it may have been somewhat deliberate. I think if she had been warmer and more dynamic, the movie would have been, like, an A++. To me, it was, like, an A. Um, And I thought, like, the... Just the way that they tied it in, the it felt way Star Wars to me, like the mm-hmm. stormtroopers, the little like snippets of conversation you got. Mm-hmm. I loved the robot. I loved everything about it. And I thought it was the the end was just like this emotional, like you're just sitting there floored. It was so exciting to me. All right. Well, that's well said, Rosalind. Okay, so this movie, Rogue One. Yeah, give, give me a timer, Zach. Should we go ten minutes on the clock? Well, I, I'm We're just gonna just... do a one minute, my one minute review. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so Rogue One for me, I think I had really low expectations seeing it. The trailers looked terrible. Right. And Jen was bugging me in the trailers. In the trailers. That that line which they cut from the movie. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. And it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So that that line they actually cut from the movie. Um, thankfully, I just you know it was one of those movies. I really low expectations going into it. And it kind of met my low expectations. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but it didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. I think the last part of the movie, it definitely picked up quite a bit. I think the first part of the movie really, really bogs. And it it kind of, um, mm-hmm. especially when they're like with Forrest Whitaker showing up, I don't even remember what his deal was. Yeah. Um, He's totally superfluous character. Yeah, I yeah. love that, I guess. And um, I think this movie really... Uh, 
just it it has a lot of characters and there's not enough in the characters. It's really hard to have so many characters in a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. I think this movie struggled to give enough with those characters. Mm-hmm. That's just my that's my thing. Okay, so character was your issue. Definitely left me cold is the way I would say it. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. Okay, so uh Here's here's what I liked about it. I loved that we finally got to see the Empire be oppressive and totalitarian. Yes. I loved that they were checking people's ID, yeah. that people were hiding in alleyways afraid that they would get murdered. Yeah. I loved the new garb that stormtroopers were wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know science is never a big thing in Star Wars, <laughs> but I loved that we got to see what went into constructing the Death Star and making the mm-hmm. secret weapon. Like cool computer. I loved the, um, I said dark, and that mm-hmm. goes to kind of the overall plot and to the visuals. I loved that there was like a lot of browns and blacks in sort of the color palette um i i i think the empire just being a total crushing terrible force has never before been been evident in any of the other movies Mm -hmm. and that's what i loved about it so much and i thought ben mendelsohn was phenomenal as the villain Mm -hmm. uh peter cushing was terrible at uh, being reanimated, yes, and I liked that? Uh, one of the things they changed in reshoots was uh, Jin and Diego Luna dying, and I think that was a really wise choice. You mean they weren't going to die originally? Nope. Oh. No. So that's my uh, one minute review. I okay. do think the dying was just like that, like emotional punch in the gut, but it felt like so right in a weird way because totally. it's like they had done what they were like made to do. Mm-hmm. It was like. This ending. It's very complete. So Rogue story. One yeah. has a really interesting history, which is kind of um, symptomatic. Not symptomatic. It's, um, oh gosh, what? I don't know. It's not stigmatic. <laughs> um, whatever. What? It, it, this happens a lot. This has been happening a lot in the, star, the Disney Star Wars universe <laughs> is that the original director was fired halfway through, kind of towards oh, the end of it. Yeah. And they hired a new guy to come in and basically reshoot the like huge parts of the movie. Okay. That's why the trailer doesn't really match the movie. Oh, like, it totally it doesn't. So she nice. never fights the TIE fighter. Darth yeah. Vader's face is never on the red, yeah. uh, the red line. Oh. There's so much stuff that they had in the original trailer that they cut there's so much dialogue you can really see that one of the things I think you said Rosalind is Jen's character her character really changed because I think with the first cut of the movie Mm. from what I've heard is that she was someone who was like like a like rebel herself Mm. really um really kind of a hard to like character Mm -hmm. and what they added in all the reshoots was they really changed her character Mm. to make her someone who was like Missing her dad mm-hmm. it was so they added all like these scenes. Yeah, <laughs> who she wasn't a rebel. She was just kind of a lost soul who finally found a cause. You mm-hmm. know, to like. But, but you probably have like yeah. these remnants. So her character is exactly. still not quite there. Not quite well they defined. They couldn't get everything yeah. out. I think for me, the strong, the strongest parts of this movie, I think, are the visuals. There's like yeah, I loved like that yeah. last island they were the at. The sniper scene in the rain when he's going to take yeah. out Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. That scene is really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some really nice visuals in this one. Um, I think the... uh, And I think... um, I think, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is a really... He's my kind of my favorite part, I think. Well, not my favorite, but he's a really good villain. And it's cool to see Darth Vader. Yeah, that's true. Well, I I think think the way they used Darth Vader sparingly was really wise. Exactly. Um, I I mean... 
It's going to sound so fanboy, but seeing Darth Vader in the back to tank for that split second where you just see the water start to lower and you see his scarred body like and and Darth Vader is at the height of his evilness, Uh too, because, you know, there's there's this overall softening because Darth Vader is not very scary now in retrospect watching the old ones, even though he is great. But this is is pre New Hope where he's probably so bitter and so angry and doesn't hasn't met Luke. No, I think they did that so well. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that scene at the end I mean who can who can deny how much fun that is it is a lot of see that, that one of the things that frustrates me about that scene though is they do so much work to match this up with the new hope yeah. right down to like the last shot and yeah. all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff um, but then like if you compare that fight to Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan <laughs> it's like he must have been really tired out after that fight what happened <laughs> not doing that again he like been out of the back to tank for too long which <laughs> <laughs> We'll try it out. If I had just gone back to the back to take. (laughs) And that that is something that I mean, and that's not unique to Rogue One. Like the the, they've they've struggled to like to kind of gloss over that that scene between Obi Wan and uh, Darth Vader in A New Hope. yeah, I think that is, but that is still the funnest scenes in the movie are those with Darth oh, Vader. Oh, yeah. I also like this, I think the side characters are fun, too. Yeah. Like, I liked the, the blind the guy. Pilot. Oh, and the blind guy. I like the blind guy. I don't really remember what the pilot's deal was. He's he doesn't just, stand out to me. Yeah. Kind of a scared guy, as I remember. Yeah, he just kind of like. But he ends up having a really heroic. Yeah, moment. Like, heroic I like. Moment. I think that everybody does. Like, yeah. I love that everybody like. Like kind of like fulfills this role that was like born for yeah. them, and I loved the blind guy and his little buddy. Like I just thought that was cool. Like, yeah. and you get like the whole, you get this background of yeah. like what the Jedi religion looks like at different mm-hmm. times in history. I like the robot. I, oh, the robot was great. Awesome. Oh yeah, uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's phenomenal. K two so. I, I think the settings, how if you look at the structure of the movie, there's a battle in each uh, physical setting that they're yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So there's the one where they're in that city where the, the Empire yeah. is uh, withdrawing those crystals mm-hmm. or whatever Cutter they're crystals. doing. Then there's a battle in the rain. And then there's a battle on a beach. Yeah. And the beach where they had the adats on the yeah. beach. I mean, and so the sand kind mm-hmm. of, you know, popping off and there's a bomb. And it's rebels like, being dropped off. I mean, it's, like, it's so exciting. So you can't good. help but be engaged. Yeah. I do like the fact that everyone died at the end, too. Yeah. Maybe we need to say spoilers on this, by the way, but if you haven't seen these movies. (laughs) I also loved when the whole... Rebel fleet tries to go to light speed, and the ships uh, <laughs> just like block them, up and they all just kind of crash into it. That was really no, you know, yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot of like the space battles are fun. I, it was funny that they mixed it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure part, how I felt about that. I, I, part of me likes it. And that part they mixed me, what? That they mixed in like you know, gold leader checking in. Uh-huh. You know, they mixed in footage from A New Hope. So I don't you know if you real noticed that. footage? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I it's, didn't it's know actual that. footage of the actors. I don't know if it's B-roll footage or actually from the movie. Right. But it's actual footage of the actors from I a new I thought it was just like really well done. No, it's, no, it's yeah. them. Wow. It's it's kind of so everyone has seventies beard and is overweight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad teeth. <laughs> they hired a bunch of British seventies uh, yeah. actors. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I it, feel good about it. Yeah. 
Well, the fact that you didn't notice it, I, it yeah. kind of stood out to me. I was like, oh. I just thought they were, like, yeah. doing, like, matching yeah. it up. I didn't huh. know it was real footage. No, it's actual footage that they cut into the thing. And I do agree, Peter Cushing, they Peter overused Cushing it. Peter Cushing was the worst If you're going to do me. it, do it, like, for the, a few Leia seconds. Too. And Leia. And yeah. I was like, you know, we didn't need to see her face. We get yeah. the idea. We saw her buns totally. and her robe. Leave it the back of her head. Yeah. Totally. That would have been awesome. Yeah. ILM is like, they fly, want to fly too close to the sun. Yeah, it's... They're like, we can do it. And, and you <laughs> just see these, wait a few more years. Guys. Yeah. Well, they just... You They've got to push it, but... Yeah. It just... I. It doesn't work. Like, yeah. stop trying to do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't work when you... Because every movie I've seen, they always make a big deal about, like, oh, you know, we finally have the technology to do this. It's like, <laughs> no, it still looks really weird. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it almost like the creep. more real yeah. it get, the more real it gets, the yeah. more creepy it gets. Exactly. Where it's like, it's just still not right. It's in the valley. Yeah. And would we have just... Would we have reject, like, walked out of the theater if they'd hired some... Like, is Peter mm-hmm. Cushing such a household name, you right. know, that, like, we can't accept them well, recasting I think him? what they need to do is just put some <laughs> rings on it. Like, yeah, you can do Peter Cushing, but do him from far away and, like, the profile. Like, in the shadow. And, right. Yeah. And we see that uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character, director Krellig, yeah. or Krentig or whatever, Krennig, yeah. um, has uh, only has a dotted line to him and yeah. that, uh, right. you know, he can only talk to him right. every yeah. once in a while. Because, or on a screen or something. Yes. We don't have to have Peter Cushing's character like, Parkin, be a major character yeah. in this film. I'm yeah, sorry. we really don't need that. No. Yeah. They were yeah. just showing off like, look what we can do. It totally was. Peter it was Cushing Island. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, I think, you know, but I, you know, it's it's one of those things like, Maybe if I'd just seen it in a different mood or something like it that. It may have been because, but I mean, you went in with low expectations. I would say yeah. watch it again and just be like, I'm just going to watch it and have fun. And with you know, the, I think the hard part for what, for me watching again is I feel like for me, the first half of the movie was rough, not rough, but it was just boring for me. Hmm. And so that's where I feel like if like maybe the first half was exciting mm-hmm. and it fell off towards the end, it'd be easier to get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like but there's just like, not a lot for swap. me to look forward yeah. to, to like, like his it's been on a few like long plane rides. I'm like, Rogue yeah, One. I really want to watch it. That that tends to be yeah. the consensus. I do feel like I'm. That's in interesting because I think it may be one. Actually, I feel like you guys. I felt a lot of people really like Rogue One. I I've been calling it my favorite Disney movie hmm. because it was just it just hit me. Yeah. It just hit you right And I like that it doesn't work too hard. Like, there's not, like, major plot points that are relying on old Star Wars. It's not like Han Solo's in this movie. It's like, these are fresh characters. It is a Star Wars film. I like that because it's super Star Wars, but it's on its own rights. It's not using any other thing as a crutch. Well, and it is derivative in that it's about the Death Star, but I think it was really clever that they found a way... To fill the biggest plot hole yes. in all the Star Wars movies, True. Yes. That somebody yes. built in a weakness in yes. the Death Star. Yeah, except they kept building Retcon. that weakness. <laughs> well, no, because before the the Death did, Star isn't like, completed in the Return of the yeah, Jedi. Jen Harrison's dad was a great designer. Let's just copy his plans. Maybe they should have learned it. The like Star Killer base was like, you know, this Erso guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure we use his stuff because it works I great. Just, well, I use it again. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. So, um, I think my final takeaway on this film is, um, I think it's a little bit disappointing that Disney has is keeps on making prequels. Hmm. Like when they have a chance to go 
Like the, anywhere. The, the sequel, yeah, they're they're scared to get too far away from mm-hmm. home base. Yeah. I feel like because the yeah. sequel trilogies are very much the Skywalker story still. Yeah. And all the end of like sync one off movies are kind of just filling in gaps around the other movies. But how cool would it be to go like way in the past yeah. or like way in the future? Well, I'm not I'm not the first person to think of this, but that is I think the limitation with Star Wars yeah. and the Dirty Little Secret is that these movies don't have a lot of draw or excitement beyond what we're familiar with. And you can't yeah. say that about Marvel. Who would have thought that Guardians of the Galaxy would have been one of the funnest movies ever made? I'm a huge comic nerd. I had never read Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe not even ever heard of them. And it's one of my favorite, not only Marvel movies, but movies. It's adventure movies, at least, of all time. And it's new. I don't know any of these characters. They're not connected to Iron Man or Captain America or anything. Um, I don't think Star Wars has that luxury. Mm -hmm. They definitely have the draw But I'm not interested in a Darth Maul's father uh, story or, or a whole new ragtag yeah. group that are on the other side of the galaxy mm. but exist yeah. concurrently. I'm just yeah. not. That's a good mm. point. Yeah. Not I, I would, yet. What if you watch one and you're like, wow, they did it? That would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because Guardians of the Galaxy takes place in space but yeah. it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Isn't so, doesn't take itself so seriously. I think, yeah. yeah, to me, I think the things that stand out for me with Star Wars are definitely the characters. Like the reason you love Star mm-hmm. Wars is the is the people in Star Wars. That's now. It used to be that it blew everyone's minds. That's true. But as a film, yeah. Like if you talk to someone who saw a Star Wars: A New Hope, like they're like the you know yeah. the effects the blew effects our blew minds. Mind. I don't know. Do people want to do when when kids play toys nowadays? Do they pretend to be Ray and Finn? Because I know Han is like the coolest character <laughs> right. on screen ever. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, with Rogue One, I think the one there's it's a mixed bag for me. I think it is a bold choice to kill everyone at the end, mm-hmm. which is like so it's like They're it's like a, it's a weird safe choice yeah. and it's also a bold choice. So I don't know where I fall. On that. Because they could have been like, wow, everyone loved Jean yeah. and her boyfriend. So it was a like, huge Let's hit. make another yeah. one, but you know, nope. they kind of cut that off. But they have all kinds of Star Wars stories to make money That's off right. of. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is Rogue One. And now, and spoiler alert, I think, yeah. on this, because I feel, I feel like 2016, 2015, people have probably seen these. However, maybe you haven't seen The Last Jedi. Last Jedi is out on video, peeps. Yeah. Like, it's out on video at this point. I'm sure if you're, li- if like, for our tiny little audience, who hasn't seen The Last Jedi? Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, why are you listening why to this you podcast? Go away. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen The Last Jedi. Come on. <laughs> um, but... Balance is so much bigger. 
one truth. here. Okay, the big kahuna? That's right, the big kahuna. And Zach, uh, take as much time as you need to, to recap this one, because <laughs> okay, there's a I'll lot do my to best. it. So I only saw it once. You've only seen it's it once? Only once. It's very I've only hazy. seen it twice. Um, no, no adult beverages were consumed when I saw it. I think it's, I think it's just such a... Um, a, a mess of color and plot in my mind. That it's, it's just a little hazy. Jackson Pollock plot. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do my best. All right. So, The Last Jedi starts with a battle between the Rebels and the First Order, where the Rebels take out an Imperial Dreadnought. <laughs> uh, yeah, which they successfully do, but it costs them a ton of re- Rebel casualties. The First Order launches a counterattack on the Resistance. Kylo Ren is uh, hesitant to fire because he senses Leia, but the TIE Fighters take care of business anyways. Um, we find out Leia can fly and breathe in space and is then incapacitated, and this leads to Laura Dern being in charge, which Poe isn't happy about. Rose, Finn, BB-8 embark on a secret mission to disable the tracking device on the lead First Order ship. Uh, Ray arrives to Luke's Ireland planet with Chewbacca and R2-D2 to recruit Luke. Luke refuses to help because he's afraid of how things went down with Kylo Ren. R2-D2 convinces Luke to train Ray, and we find out that Luke thought about killing Kylo uh, when he thought he was going to turn to the dark side. Ray decides to leave and confronts Kylo and tries to redeem him. Yoda's ghost appears and calls down lightning and tells Luke to learn from his failures. Uh, Poe leads a mutiny against Laura Dern. Finn and Rose travel to the casino planet to get hacker. <laughs> Prequel flashbacks ensue. <laughs> Ray lands on First Order ship. Kylo kills Snoke. A battle ensues on a set of an opera. <laughs> Kylo invites her to rule the galaxy with him. Leia comes back to life and sons Poe that how Haldo can keep... No, she <laughs> she tells Poe Haldo keeps doing her thing. I'm sorry. Uh, Haldo sacrifices herself by ramming into Snoke's fleet. Rey escapes and Kylo declare, declares himself supreme leader. Finn, Rose, and BB-8 flee to the salt planet, meeting up with everybody. Salt battle ensues. Luke appears to confront the First Order. Kylo focuses all his energy on Luke's projection. Luke dies peacefully. Ray moves rocks and it comes full circle. The whole movie has a Batman Begins message for Ray, which is, uh, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines Because <laughs> it's all about letting go of what was introduced in the first movie and about what is going forward. Is that what it's about? I, that's what I got from it. That you're meant to forget everything that you were introduced to as a plot point in the first one. And it's all about what's going forward. I'm not buying that whole... <laughs> okay, so let's do our uh, our our keyword, then uh, one minute review. Okay, I had a good keyword for this one. I'm forgetting it. My keyword for this one was... Um, I think it's like maybe... Um, like believe slash faith like, <laughs> is what the characters are all going through. Like faith in something. Okay. Maybe. 
that's it. Okay, my keyword for this would be Raylo. Raylo, yeah, Ray-Lo. that's good. Oh my gosh. Uh, confusing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay, Rosalind. Okay. One minute review. Okay, I do. I loved this movie, and I still do. Um, I've seen it quite a few times, and I think there are weaknesses. There are things that, like, I'm like, oh, I wish this would have happened, but it still hit so many, like, um, things that I really enjoy. I like watching it. Like, I get sucked in if it's on. Um, I think, once again, like, Kylo Ren is, like, really just pulling me in. Like, he's... And, and I love... I love him and Ray together. Like, I like where they've gone with that. That's what I was hoping they would do. Um, I think... You better pay that Honestly, yeah, seriously. Honestly, probably one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever. Like, top five scenes is when they, like, he kills Snoke, and they look at each other, and they go back to back and start fighting. Like, it kind of brings, it, like, honestly, like, brings tears to my eyes in a way. Because it's, like, the epitome of a battle isn't about, like, killing people or, like, hitting swords together. It's about the emotional content. Like, that's what makes, like, an action scene cool is emotional content. Content. And when they, like, turn back to back and there's a point when Ray like, puts her hand out and her hand is, like, almost, like, grabbing Kylo Ren. And it's just, like, it is, it's so beautiful. I, you said it looks like a set of an opera. But to me, that scene is, like, so beautiful and so emotionally charged. And, like, you are, like, Kylo Ren's going to, like be good and like this is amazing and it's like all gonna be okay and then he turns to her and he's like rule the galaxy with me and you're just like the emotion like high and low to me like I just was like writing it so intensely and I think like each time I just that scene to me the rest of the movie it doesn't even matter because that scene is so good Yeah. and I do agree yeah the casino scene like at first it didn't bother me as much but like on rewatchings, I'm like yeah this what is this come on and the animation was done for like the video game yeah I think um, my my one minute review on this would be I agree with you I think I I emotionally those scenes that you just said Mm -hmm. did it for me in Mm -hmm. a really big way Mm -hmm. Um, I think the there's the things that really bug me about this film, it's it's kind of like there's things I absolutely love in this film. It's the most mixed Star Wars film I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Because, like, Rogue One left me kind of like, meh. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't bad. Didn't hate it. Like, this movie has parts where I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, that was really great. Then there's parts where i like, I really hate that decision yeah. that they made. <laughs> like, like I, this kind of ruins things for me in, in a way that was... So it's weird. It's a very... Like a really, really mixed film. Not to mention, like, there are, like, if you thought that The Force Awakens had some plot holes, mm-hmm. like, like this movie has insane plot holes to me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that don't, it just, I don't know how the, this feels like a, like, a first draft of a script that mm-hmm. was written really, really quick. <laughs> it kind of almost, the movie I would compare it to, as far as like the structure of the script almost goes is like Matrix Reloaded level. <laughs> oh yeah. Like where it feels like that just came to me, guys. Mm. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> but we're really good. Comparison. Where it feels like this needed a lot more time in the oven. Mm. But Zach. Uh, so my one minute review, <laughs> uh, so um I had a hard time with this movie. 
uh, I, I want to extrapolate more on my Batman Begins yes. um, <laughs> because I felt like intentionally the script was we're going to take out or, or rather she, yeah. her parents were a major plot point for right. me but we're going to yeah. ignore that yeah. but we're going to ignore that so it's not about who you are yeah. it's about who you're going to be and you're going to be a hero yeah um and that's what I felt like it was stressing. But to me, those were some of the most interesting things that yes. the Force Awakens. <laughs> like, I want to know what happened. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about forgetting who you are and new beginnings and being the hero that's put in front of you. Yeah. Um, I did not enjoy uh, the way Mark Hamill performed, mm-hmm. even though I think Mark Hamill is terrific. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like the way they wrote his character. How he was kind of was, flippant and silly. Yeah, like I thought it made sense for him to be crotchety at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't really enjoy those scenes, which I was very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a really dumb decision to kill Snoke that mm-hmm. early. I think, I mean, it was a bold decision. But you're going to need a villain kind of a thing. You're going to need a villain or they need to develop what he wants a little further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it Like you said, Levi, it was so uneven. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I just couldn't keep track of it. And I think that a lot of bad movies nowadays that have a lot of potential are paced so unevenly. Mm. And I think this movie had really poor pacing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You mean because you get like this like pinnacle of emotion and then you still haven't ended the movie? Yeah, I, that's kind of like I, how I feel like Christopher Nolan movies fail me a lot. Is yeah. that they, it's true. they have about uh, three crescendos as yeah. far as the ending is concerned. And like, is that and the that's ending? How, yeah. Yeah, and that's how this movie felt. And it, sometimes it's fun when a movie has an ending mm-hmm. and then it takes yeah. an extra step. Mm-hmm. But for me, you're almost exhausted when that happens. It's, a long, a it's the longest Star Wars movie by long. far. Uh, totally. Yeah. But when a movie has so many crescendos and build-ups to what you yeah. want to be the natural yeah. progression and the ending, yeah. I, I, you, you know, when you're looking at your watch like or when you're ready, yeah. yeah, you're that's never a good sign. Yeah. So th- this was my least favorite Star Wars. And movie I think that, yeah, I, I think the the thing Disney that, Star Wars movie. Di- oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not Attack of the Clones level. That's no, for sure. No, of course not. But I think the thing that frustrates me the most about this movie is almost like not like because there's really parts that that I feel like that you're right. This is such a strangely paced movie. Yeah. Um, and for how like Nazi-ish, like I assume like Disney is of overseeing these movies. Yeah. I feel like they're doing a terrible job running the actual arc of these films. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's where I'm like, who will let them do this? Like, because you right. set up and, and that was kind of the things like everyone was like, Oh, like it's going to be lame. Like, you know, Obi-Wan's her parents. No, like mm-hmm. Luke's her, Luke's Ray's dad or like, no, she's this, she's that Snoke's this guy. And you know, it's like, yeah, a lot of these are lame. Like, you know, there's all these kooky fan theories and it almost felt like Ryan Johnson, Rain Johnson, every pronounce his name. I think it's Ryan Johnson. I think it's Ryan. Is like trolling people, mm. you know what yeah. I mean? Like where, you don't, it's not. Where it's like it's almost too meta, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like all the complaints of the first film was like, oh, it's so derivative, yeah. like yeah. it's so stuck in the past, and it's like, it's almost like he was like, I'll show you what I'm gonna do with yeah. like you know your stupid you know yeah. theories about who Snoke is. Like I'm just gonna kill him off. You no, know? that's that's what I was getting yeah. at with the Force Awakens. Is yeah. one of the biggest strengths of the Force Awakens was that we had yeah. Han and yeah. it was great. The Star Killer base yeah. we talked about. That's too much. Yeah. But this one was like, I'm going to take you in a whole new direction. But it's yeah. like, but but it propelled in the wrong new direction. <laughs> yeah. You know, it didn't it didn't bring well, things it, full circle. And it doesn't that. really. I mean, that's it's it's I feel like to me, this had the effect of what it kind of did to the overarching plot of a trilogy. Yeah. If you look at like a movie in a trilogy, it would be like mm-hmm. for them to like kill off Snoke and 
you know, quash all these mysteries that were set up in the first film yeah. in movie two of a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like if Frodo, like, destroyed the ring right. in, <laughs> you know, towers. two towers. Yeah. You'd be like, what just happened? Right. Like, like wait, what's what about the third one? <laughs> what, what's going on? Like, you know, it's like, where is this going? Yeah. You know, because... Yeah. And, and it just felt like, is no one talking to each other? Like, when they're writing these scripts? Like, it seems like he's sticking it to J.J. Like, I, I like almost feel like did, JJ, so I'm going to ruin all your plot points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It almost feels like he was like, him and J.J. got in a fight. He's yeah. like, I'm just going to, like, screw up all your plot points. Yeah. It, I agree. I think, yeah. though, that... And I was really disappointed that he says your parents are nobody or whatever. Yeah. But... We've talked about this for like two years, you know. I think that it doesn't have to end that way, though. I well, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if J.J. Abrams comes back and her parents are somebody. Yeah. But then it makes this movie even more feel like someone went rogue yeah. on us yeah. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Because you yeah. think that they would have written out an overall story before. And this is getting kind of behind the scenes, but apparently they didn't. You know, like, there's all these interviews where there are people like, no, like, J.J. just wrote his script, and then Ryan just wrote his script, and, like, now J.J. has to figure out how to land the plane, you know, where it's just like, yeah. this feels really... Just, it's just it's just a of lot of choice. It's yeah. frustrating to yeah. me. Where it was like, because I was really excited for this, and like maybe you don't like the fact that you felt like these were lame questions mm-hmm. to ask, and you just leave them a mystery. Then, then, then kick the can down the road yeah. or something. Because what I don't like is I feel like not only in this film do you kill a lot of the interest that was generated in the last film, mm-hmm. but then um, you. Uh, the characters kind of, because of this, I don't know why, but the characters don't really go anywhere. Like, everyone kind of ends up at the same... Like, mm-hmm. I can think the person with the biggest arc is Poe. Yeah. Like, he has definitely an arc over the film yeah. where he starts off like a big hot and He's, like, kind of transitioning to being, like, a leader. Yeah. Which, he was a minor character in the first movie. Yeah. So, that's fine. But, like, Ray ends the last film, like, wanting to, like, you know... She's already, like, this great Jedi who can, like, you know, fight and stuff like that. And then she kind of ends in the exact same place. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't really change at all over this film. And this is where I feel like one movie was enough that she was so great that, like, she never faced any kind of challenge. I thought, like, what I was really hoping this movie was going to do with her was kind of what they did to Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Really break him down. Well, like, Luke in Empire Strikes Back was like, look, I'm a Jedi, I have these Force powers, I'm awesome, I can face Darth Vader, I can rescue my friends. And it completely backfires on him, and he's like, wow, I have a really long way to go. But he still grows a lot. He does, does yeah. He does get defeated. But he's not there. He ends it in defeat, and he ends, like, at this point of, like, wow, like, I'm not ready. But that propels you into the next movie. So, you know, it's like, you know, you know him and Darth Vader are going to have to face each other again, and, like, now he's got to be ready for this final confrontation in this movie this is the second time she's stood down Kylo Ren Snoke's dead so you know who knows what's going to happen there and she didn't really learn anything with Luke so it was just kind of like well she's like at the exact same place she was in the beginning yeah it's almost like she's more powerful than Luke I felt like they really wasted her like whole arc Mm -hmm. you know because think if she had actually failed in some way or if she had like turned to the dark side in this one then you'd be like whoa where's this going you know if she was like if she had been like like I'm actually going to join you. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting idea. Like That would have been kind of cool because she is kind of a rogue character where it's yeah. like she just like kind of happened into the rebels. Like, exactly. It's not like she was born a rebel. It's not like she has any skin in the game. Yeah. Why she is she so of, relentlessly dedicated to this one? Right. She's just like, like looking for parents or yeah. family kind of. Like why wouldn't she like decide like, oh, I, you know, 
Kylo's the only guy I have like really right. any connection with. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, why we could I, do this. Why don't I throw my lot in with him? Ooh, that would have cool. been super interesting. That's cool. Because then you would have to be like, then it would actually give like Finn something to do, right? Who yeah. I felt like. The yeah, that's a whole nother a whole nother side plot. I mean, what did you think of the the whole like yeah. Finn and Rose subplot? Yeah, you know, at first I was like, oh, it was fine, but then um, watching it the next like with rewatchings, you're like, mm-hmm. you could cut that whole thing out and it would be fine. Yeah. Like it doesn't do anything to propel the story. It's just kind of like let's let Finn have these cool moments and like kill that lady Phasma yeah. and like you're kind of like. But it doesn't really do anything for the story. They accomplish nothing. They accomplish nothing. They actually yeah. make everything worse. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, why? Yeah, that that is the crazy they part about that. They make it so that the rebel fleet is, like, decimated. Yeah. That's all they do. They go off on such a huge side quest. Yeah. Um, I think what they were trying to show is this is why the First Order is bad. Look at they have kids in slavery. Look at yeah. the, the how bad and this instead is. of rescuing the kids in slavery, they rescue the animals. animals. <laughs> <laughs> kids are bad, but these animals, man. Get them out of slavery. <laughs> kids, you're on your own. We're taking the animals. Free the bunny donkeys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that is an astonishingly long, protracted... But, I mean... And here's the other thing, because the dynamics of this movie are really weird. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you know, you have the first act, whatever. Um, I think, you know, I don't mind the first act, really. Um, but then it really quickly devolves into a chase movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. think of like... <laughs> The slowest chase. If Mad Max was the fastest chase you've ever seen in history, this was the slowest chase. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was thinking of. It's like, it'd be like if in Mad Max Fury Road, they were like, Furiosa, we need fuel. And she goes like, she like goes off, you know, and she's like, okay. And like walks off and like goes to a casino to gamble for fuel for a while. Ends up rescuing some slaves, you know, and stuff. And the meanwhile, you always cut back to them and they're like, you know. And she like goes up, like meets a guy who like get, she gets thrown into prison, meets a guy. It's so bizarre. It's yeah. like, where's the sense of urgency yeah. in this? Like, you think they'd be like, we're because they get to the casino, like, oh, this is fun. We're gonna like talk me. about the slaves yeah. for a while, you know, like, stuff. Look out. like literally, our friends are in a a, a chase through space right yeah. now. Yeah. There's so much weirdness yeah. that that was the choice they that made. That is weird. I I think one of the other things that was interesting that they did was. Uh, BB-8's um, yeah. kind of, you know, all... You can do anything. He's like the Swiss Army knife yeah. of, of robots now. Yeah. I think that got so over the top for me where he can drive, you know... Like an at yeah. yeah. Or an AT- yeah, yeah, exactly. That got ridiculous for me. Um, I, I just think how serious they tried to make it in scenes and yeah. then how ridiculous it was was yeah. another way that it was so uneven for me. Yeah, that and that I don't know if that's the Disney influence or what, but it definitely felt like this was a movie where they wanted to do like kind of Guardians of the like there's a lot of humor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of every almost every moment a has a joke thrown mm-hmm. into it, you know. And that um I think again that kind of really works against it ultimately because you know, for example, like the first thing, you know, when you see Luke, um, you how know, he throws the lightsaber. He throws, yeah, he and throws it's this, like a laugh shot. It is, and everyone kind of chuckles, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff. But it's also like, 
like fans had been waiting two years to figure out what was going to happen there, mm-hmm. you know, and it was and weird. They made light of it. You just kind of make a joke out of it, yeah. you know, and that's where it feels like oh, there's kind of some trolling. I didn't like it how it uh, uh, Poe was making a like your mom joke. Yeah, that was just like. When did he do that? Uh, it's the very first scene in the movie when. Yeah. Um, he calls like head? crank calls uh, General Hex. General Krennic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's like holding. Yeah, for, you know, it's yeah. your mom, yeah. and it's it's another way. It's just sort of tangential, yeah. but it's another way where I feel like uh, Disney's Marvel properties are starting to really influence yeah. the Star Wars properties, but it just doesn't work because. Huh. With Guardians, for right. instance, uh, Peter Quill is a hilarious character, right. and yeah. self-referential humor in both Iron Man and Guardians yeah. really works for the tone of the movie. Well, yeah. it works with, because it's Earth-based, yeah. too. Because it's Earth-based, um, or it's a new cast of characters in space yeah. that, are, that are a ragtag group of... But with Star Wars, as ridiculous as it is... We're always meant to have taken it seriously. Yeah. It's much more melodramatic. Yeah. It is. It's a space yeah. opera. It's a space yeah. opera, yeah. But I'm really starting to see both from a design perspective, mm-hmm. uh, like Laura Linney having the colored hair, or yeah. Laura Linney, Laura Dern having the colored <laughs> hair. Um, just just little yeah. elements, design elements. Huh. And then the humor are really influencing Disney's yeah. writing process within these Star Wars huh. films. But it's just not working for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think... You're right. It's like, do, do you, it's do like you Star Wars yeah. has gone corporate a little bit. In, oh, definitely. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I actually really agree with you. I think that it, and it almost feels like kind of Avengers-esque, too. Because I'm like, why do we have so many characters in this movie? Mm. Because... You know, not only do we have... The Force Awakens had a lot of characters anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and I think they successfully followed those guys to a satisfactory arc. In this movie, we introduce, uh, you know, Rose, two. We Laura introduce Dern. Rose and Laura Dern as two major new additions to the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it really... And then we're kind of like... You know, this is now a really cumbersome cast to work through and to try to give. It's, it's almost like they've made, you know, because if you look at the original movies, they're the story of Luke Skywalker, right? But this movie, like, who's the main character? You know, mm-hmm. it's like the one who has the most arc is Poe in this movie, where he kind of learns the most and fails the most right. and <clears throat> kind of ends up at a much different place. Finn in this one like repeats the exact same arc of the first movie. Yeah. Hilariously, he's trying to run away in the beginning. Yeah. And then he like finds something to fight for. Yeah. And but he accomplishes nothing at all yeah. through this movie. Rose. And what was Poe's arc? I well, here's what I think Poe's arc is: is that he's trying to he's like becoming a leader or something. Okay, by learning to blindly follow authority. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I need to. Yeah. Even though my superiors seem to be making terrible decisions <laughs> that they won't reveal to me, I, I, should, just, I should just trust what yeah. they're doing. Because if you look at it on his face, he was in the right, but they were just keeping it close to the chest. <laughs> For no but reason He was acting Why? in the best interest yeah. of the rebellion yeah. on the information that he had. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And that's one of the things I think, like, there's... There's so much plot to go through here. You have, you know, Adam Driver and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Ray, and you mm-hmm. have um, you have this conflict going on within the rebellion or the, you know, mm-hmm. the resistance. Uh, you have Ray and Luke. You have, um, oh gosh, Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have Poe and Laura Dern. You have Poe and Laura Dern. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's like so many things going on, but when you actually kind of break it down, like. 
a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially like the mm-hmm. main kind of driving thing of the plot where you have two ships in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seems hilarious. Okay, so this is the thing. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, wait a second, why are they doing this? Like where they send out TIE fighters mm-hmm. that are really effective yeah. at blowing up. They like send out three TIE fighters and they basically, they, you know, almost they kill decimate, Leia. They yeah. kill Admiral Akbar yeah. really unceremoniously. Oh, I know. Um, oh, that's right. Why don't they just keep sending out those TIE fighters? Because they can't cover them from that distance. Really? That's what it is. I That's just why they watched don't it a send few out the TIE ago. fighters? Yeah, because what happens is, is so the resistance ship is like, right, yeah. you know, they're going fast and it can go <laughs> faster because it's a smaller ship apparently. Okay. And then the the uh, the first order is following, but they can't close the gap. Like they're both, they're just <laughs> like, they're, yeah. they, they can't close the gap. And so the TIE fighters can't be covered by the big ship. So, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of like a... So don't they have light speed? Can't they like jump in front of them? <laughs> yeah. Can they send some of their ships to go in front of these guys and kind of trap yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole <laughs> chase yeah. is like, they're going to run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if like, they made like a police chase scene movie where they're like, OJ's gonna run out of gas in the Bronco eventually. The whole movie was them doing that. Like, oh, it was, I mean, and yeah. it's really funny how you feel that when you're watching a movie or consuming a piece of entertainment, yeah. how slow it feels yeah. that you're consuming. Because yeah. the whole time I just couldn't wait for it to, to end. Well, the fact it's that true, they could have just like light speeded right in front of them. Yeah. And and this is, and and the fact that like you know so so Laura Dern comes in with this plan, and she kind of has like a little evil feel to she her. She's kind of an totally. evil. Like, she kind of is like referencing Leia too much. Yeah, like, which is interesting. Like, where did she come from? First of all, because they're on one ship. And, like, Poe, who is kind of like the main guy, doesn't know anything about her. He doesn't ever see <laughs> He's her. never seen her yeah. before. So she just kind of shows up from the, somewhere. The, the rebels seem pretty small, too. And like. really poor strategists. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but, like, so they, uh, yeah, so she shows up out of nowhere, and she's like, the first thing I'm going to do is, like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. Right. Like, why I'm doing You're this. just going to keep going, guys. Like, what? Why yeah. would you do that? And she... And when you finally get her plan, it's that we're going to let them blow up all of our ships until we're down to one ship, and then we're going to sneak off <laughs> on these small ships. That seems like a really bad plan, and we're like, going to hide on a plan. Why not? Like, there's <laughs> and they're not going to notice us yeah. is kind of what they do. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like really a goofy plan. plan? It is a bad plan. And he's like, oh. Such tactical brilliance. I never would have thought of it. Like, you know, it's like, aren't you worried they're going to see you, like, flying off? Right. Yeah. It's a bad plan. And you also just, like, lost your entire fleet with this plan. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it's definitely the low point of the Rebels for sure. Yeah. Which I like. Just like Empire is. But it's very (laughs) self-inflicted. Empire, Hoth gets attacked. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, they, yeah. they go to Cloud City for refuge. In this one, it's like, to your point, Levi, yeah. they're, they're, you really planned this out poorly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... Well, exactly. Why wouldn't you go with Poe's plan if it had a really good mm-hmm. chance of working? Because at least you'd preserve your fleet. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, 
their plan is like, we're going to let our entire fleet get blown up and right. we're going to sneak so off and hide. So we're going to be left with nothing. <laughs> we're going to have nothing by the end of this. Yeah. We're going to sneak off and hide. Can I say two bold choices about this movie that I really appreciated, but I also felt like didn't work? Yeah. So uh, new things with the force that yeah. I liked. Uh-huh. So uh, we, we already talked about Leia being blown out into space yeah. and... Um, you know, I thought that was really silly, uh-huh. but I thought it was a really good idea on paper. Hey, mm-hmm. we know yeah. Leia's Luke's sister. She's never yeah. been a Jedi. She pr- is not as strong as Luke, but this had to have manifested itself in some way. Sure. She's still a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. However, the way that they executed that was was pretty dumb. Yeah, you know, yeah. being and and that she didn't die and she pretty much flies around. Yeah, she, um, yeah it looked silly. It looked That's silly. What I, it was one of those things. The first time I saw, it, I was like. I almost wanted to look away because I was embarrassed. Yeah. Like when you're like, I'm embarrassed to be watching. It was kind of like the Anakin having a bad dream. Scene yeah, you kind of like theaters like, oh, it's like embarrassing <laughs> looking because it looks so. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, but yeah. but as I've watched it again and again, it's less embarrassing. Okay. But when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah. But it was a very nice idea. Yeah. Like I thought that that, that was a bold choice and it was it was right because we've never seen Leia beyond mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi where she feels that Luke is alive. We've never seen her portray mm-hmm. yeah. force uh, abilities at all. Yeah. And then obviously with you know the climax of the film with Luke force projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I went to this movie spoiler free, believe it or not, I saw it in January yeah. and I still didn't know what happened. That's cool. yeah. But when his hair and his facial hair were different, yeah. I was like, okay, that's not Luke. We've oh, already wow, seen caught it. the whole movie yeah. that he's gone gray or yeah. looks older yeah. and he looks a lot younger here. Um, but I had a feeling something was going to happen. Yeah. I think that worked better than Leia, but I still think it was... I think that was a good idea. I think that was a really good idea. What they did with him. I do, yeah. but I, th- I think it could have been executed better. Yeah. How I would have changed it, I'm, I'm not quite certain. Yeah. Um, maybe I think Luke could have lived and he's been mm-hmm. completely weakened now and he's yeah. only a shell of what he was mm-hmm. because I do think they definitively kill him. I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I think that was a missed opportunity as well. But that was one of the two moments in the movie where I was like, these were bold choices. Mm-hmm. These were new choices. I really appreciate what you tried yeah. here. Yeah. What do you think about like uh, Ray and Kylo Ren having like this mind connection. See, that didn't feel very new to me because in Empire, uh, oh, once right. Luke finds out yeah. uh, within minutes yeah. of Darth uh-huh. Vader being his father, he starts calling him father. Yeah. Mm. They start talking to one another. Mm. Um, I didn't find what they were conversing about particularly interesting yeah. because I knew that they were going to meet up anyways. Yeah. That stuff always happens. Yeah. See, to me, to me, like I want. And that's what frustrated me about this movie. I, like, want to go back in and be like, no. Like, give me an entire movie about Kylo Ren and Rey. Yeah. Make Rey have an arc here. Yeah. Where, like, she does something a little bit, like, she doesn't just repeat herself from yeah. the first movie. And just more of them, please. Yeah. Because they're the yeah. most two most interesting characters. Yeah, take away. Well, and then you got to think, like, what is Finn going to do? But he could have done something I felt better. like Finn was such, like, to me in this movie... Like, they did such a dis... If you liked Finn, they did such a disservice to his character. Yeah, I like Finn, but I do agree, like, yeah. they could have done a lot more cool stuff with him. Which, and one of the things that frustrated me about this movie was that they really, you know, they really built it up, like, you know, at the end where he's, like, flying, like, like oh, they're going to kill off Finn. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow, that would have yeah. been a really big emotional moment. Yeah. And they don't. No. They're just like, nope, we're keeping him around, yeah. and Rose is going to, like, save him. You know, um... And I, I was very disappointed by that because huh. I thought that would have been like, 
wow, Finn finally did something that counted in this movie, you know, and like it'd be a really satisfying end to his character mm. for a guy who I felt like doesn't really have like much to do in these movies. And that so. would have been a good yeah. character to kill off as opposed to Snoke, even though I'm yeah. sure they'll do something with that. But to lose a character in act two of your three act yeah. structure yeah. would yes. be a, a really good cherry on yeah. top, although a sad one. More of a residual yeah. character, too, instead of Snoke, who's like the big bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like killing. I think it would have made tons of sense. The middle movie, yeah. I don't know why they didn't make that decision. And and it, it was it felt really cheap to me because I felt like okay, uh, you know here they're they're gonna finally do this and I feel like his character he's an interesting character because here's a guy who doesn't have force abilities mm-hmm. he's not really good at much of what he does mm-hmm. you know um, but they they really gave him a you know the short end of the stick in this movie because mm-hmm. they. Yeah, and there are I, I think the the scenes that frustrate me the most <laughs> in this movie, all centered around Canto Bite, but where like you know, who knows? Rose, where does Rose? I want to put my fist through this beautiful, <laughs> terrible oh, city. Everyone's just like, what the <laughs> heck? Who wrote that line? My twelve year old sister <laughs> wrote that line. I mean, yeah. that felt so on the nose to me about uh, you know class yeah. baiting and things like that, which mm-hmm. I, I I don't deny that there is definite. Uh, wealth disparity yeah. in America. Yeah. I'm not saying okay. that I'm blind yeah. to that, but it's like, come on. Kind of socialist feeling. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say that much, but it's like this, they're, they're trying to speak yeah. to current issues within America right. in yeah. this totally right. tangential, yeah. ridiculous scene. Yeah. Give me a break. This is a movie. This is a space yeah. opera. Yeah, yeah. Don't get preach. Yeah, here. don't get political <laughs> on me. Even if it's something I agree with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sure. Obi-Wan has his libertarian moments yeah. in the prequels, and I'm, I, 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 roll my, <laughs> I roll my eyes at those too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I yeah. think, like, I agree with a lot of what you guys are yeah. saying, I, but in a way, the thing I didn't like about Force Awakens is how how fan service it felt. Yeah. How like we can't be different from what yeah. has been done before. And then this, even though it did fail in a lot of ways, a lot of plot holes, a lot of like, uh, what's going on? I appreciated how it was just like I'm Ryan Johnson and or whatever his yeah. name is. I'm gonna make a movie that I like. I don't care. Like this is my piece of art, and I'm yeah. gonna do this in a cool like the way I want to do it and so I liked that about it even though there was a lot of flaws yeah I think for me I've been talking a lot about the flaws which is easier to talk about the flaws there's some things I really liked about this movie other than just Kylo Ren and Rey which is by far my favorite part I think again Adam Driver is like a way more interesting character I like even though I think it's stupid they killed off Snoke I like that you see him have more kind of like Agency yeah. and like stepping up to be, you know, kind of take control. He just looked better too. Yeah. He looked very cool. Yeah. Adam Driver? No, no, Snow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Adam Driver always looks good. I do still have a hard time with the complete person motion capture thing. Like, oh, I'm always that. distracted yeah. by, oh, like, for sure. the way they move and stuff, yeah, you know? Absolutely. But yeah. what are you going to no, do? I gotcha. Yeah. I think that scene where they, I love that fight. I think oh, it's like one of my favorite fights in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I think this movie looks really cool in certain parts, especially I like the end part. And there's a few moments I feel like where the humor really works yeah. for me. Like, 
like where you like where they're flying those really terrible ships like he kicks his yeah. foot through it yeah. you know it's like they're yeah. like in such bad shape i think any scene on the base of the first order looks very good yeah i i think the color palette really works yeah. um i think they do such a good job of blending sets and cgi mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean, to what you just said, Rosalind, the the scene with Kylo Ren and Rey yeah. fighting together back to back is is so neat. So um, yeah, because I mean, you could tell those are actors in suits moving yeah. in those red costumes, and yeah, then I'm sure they touched yeah. it up with a lot of computer. But it yeah. looks very cool. Yeah, yeah. and I love, um, yeah, just. I, I even like in the beginning, the first scene, even though, again, that scene doesn't make a lot of sense, but like some of the choices mm-hmm. they were making where it felt very like we are like a World War II movie mm-hmm. kind of thing where we're dropping bombs, mm-hmm. we have bombers and um, like I like when Star Wars kind of like pays homage to its like roots mm-hmm. of, you know, like we're like a war movie, mm-hmm. you know, we have like, you know, we're kind mm-hmm. of touching these certain points. That kind of stuff felt fun to me. Um, I like certain scenes. I know you didn't like Luke, but I liked certain parts with Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, certain parts I yeah. liked. I liked, um, what did you guys think of the Yoda scene? Uh, I was fine. I yeah. liked it. You didn't like it, Zach? Mm-hmm. No. I didn't yeah. need it. I didn't. Yeah. No. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's it was kind of like, look it, we can Yoda. do Yoda again. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we have Mace Windu come back? You <laughs> 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 be like really Missing very dangerous. You know what I did like uh, with Mark Hamill? Um, I really liked how they summed up the entire prequel scene of yeah, him by I that pool of water being yeah. like, the whole legacy of the Jedi yeah. is failure. Yeah. And I was like, I yeah, that. and he talked all, and he, yeah. they did mention Palpatine yeah. and that whole thing for some continuity, I really liked yeah. Yeah. As much as we'd all like to yeah. forget the prequels, I yeah. do like that he they covered that. It I was, thought that was really cool from a linear yeah. continuity yeah. perspective. And I agree. That's the other thing I loved is that it was acknowledged that what everyone has always thought like the Jedi are really weird in the prequels like they're totally not working you know there's so many flaws to the system why can't they love like what you know there's so much wrong with it and in just yeah like one minute Luke like takes care of that that. for us and he's like thank you for and 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 then it comes in through the whole plot of Luke saying the Jedi need to end like they never worked like look at what they did and I Mm -hmm. think that it was taking something that was bad, like yeah. what the Jedi were so weird in the prequels, and bringing it to right yeah. now and saying, you know, the Jedi shouldn't be. And Luke is like bitter against the Jedi because they don't work. And I liked that. Yeah, and I, I, I love, I really did like that a lot. And I also liked, I also just liked some of the scenes on that island. I yeah. thought there's some really funny scenes. Like I like how Ray keeps like bugging the island caretakers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, those like, were hilarious. Wrecking their stuff yeah. for some reason. You know, I think that was fun. Um, I think uh, I liked even kind of her weird, like kind of mystical yeah. experience she has. Like, kind of like a cave. That was yeah. my favorite scene of the entire. That was your movie. favorite scene. That was my yeah. favorite scene of the entire movie. Was uh, her mm-hmm. her analogous yeah. experience that Luke yeah. Luke yeah. experiences yeah. on uh, Dagobah, which is great light has great evil. This yeah. like cave of mysteries. Yes, I loved that. Yeah. And, yeah. But I my like hopes were high with, at that point yeah. in the movie because I thought, okay, we're cool. going to extrapolate yeah. something about her yeah. uh, her uh, parents. her parents. Yes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that didn't pay off. But I, yeah. I just thought the the mirrors yeah. and then that hole that just draws. Because it makes you, in. you just think about it every time you watch it. You're like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? Like, I like when Star Wars gets real mystical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, I love that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was a high point because it 
doesn't necessarily, it's not cut and dry. It's not spelled out. It's just this weird mystery that makes you think about her. Exactly. What's going on. It's very mysterious. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And I like, um, I don't know. I think um, just some of the, again, some of the choices that were made, like, um, like kind of the reliance on practical effects. I still really like, I think yeah. some of the scenes are really cool looking. The salt uh, planet is, you have to, I really like the I salt mean, planet. visually yeah. so exciting. Yeah. And even the showdown between Kylo Ren and Luke, I think is, yeah. is pretty cool. And it's so emotionally charged. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But where I think like, I think overall the, this movie left me feeling very nervous for mm-hmm. the direction. Like, cause where the first one I was like, yeah, like yeah, I feel like we're, we're off to like a great start in our, like we have a great story ahead of us. This one left me like, like, I don't think that like, I have no idea what they're doing with this story. The thing is with middle films, they actually mean nothing. Yeah. Like you could do nothing in a middle film and it doesn't matter yeah. because you have the third film to fix it. Like, true. you know, any trilogy, I think for the like, I think except the original Star Wars trilogy, Empire is a lot of people's yeah. favorites. But I think like you look at Lord of the Rings and you're like the two towers, like, OK, nothing happened. Sam yeah. and Frodo are still trying to get to the thing. Like everybody's still like, you know what I mean? A lot happens, but you could take that film away and it would still be yeah. the end, you know. And so I think like you got to kind of be like maybe a middle film is just like a let's just do whatever we want. Well, that's why the third film can fix it. The thing for me, like, I feel like a middle film should raise the stakes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what Empire Strikes Back definitely did. You know what I mean? Like, you had the initial thing where, like, we got this bad guy, we have this empire, but now, oh my gosh, it's his father. They just they just took out one of the best characters. Like, the the good guys are on the ropes. Like, not only are the stakes emotionally raised because the whole thing becomes super super personal. Yeah. With Luke having like grown so much, and now he has to like he knows to win, he has to defeat his father which is you know this thing that's looming over him and not now it's going to be way harder to win because they've been so beaten by you know um in this one it's just like i don't even know what happened what the stakes are you know i don't feel that way rosalind though because i think in two towers you really start to see how the ring is deteriorating yeah and you introduce Gollum, Mm -hmm. who is absolutely integral to uh, return of the king and then my laugh but uh spider-man 2 is is one of my favorite favorite movies Mm. um yeah in terms of trilogies and spider-man 3 is Uh is a poor movie but uh you know you're into it so good (laughs) it's so good and and i think you really start to see that sorry that's dr octopus okay and you really start to see how he's settled into being a hero but he's struggling with balancing Work mm-hmm. in life, and um, some I, I you know, if you, does it for me too. Yeah, if say. you look in terms of a three act structure, if you have a trilogy, not just yeah. one movie, the the second is almost the it most important. Be. Part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I always feel like the second is the strongest because I think the most dramatic things happen because the story's always wrapped up. By the third. In the third yeah. movie. You have to kind of close all the close all the loopholes. So you're holes. like establishing yeah. characters. And that's why this film felt first. so bizarre. Because usually what a second movie will do is bring everyone to their lowest point. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 make it like this. They, we have dug to the bottom of the hole that the third movie will now climb us out of. Right. You know. And in this one, it felt like they wrapped... It was almost like they made two movies. Mm-hmm. Because they wrapped up so many plot f- threads mm-hmm. that were introduced in the first movie. Yeah, that was... But I think... I Which think was what, astonishing. I think that they'll be like... Kylo Ren's lying. Like, he yeah. doesn't know who her parents are. He's just trying... You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think they're going to kind of be like... 
well, yeah, but this we're going to change it all. But it just feels like as if I was the producer of these movies, which Mm -hmm. is Kathleen Kennedy, I would at least sit down with my writers beforehand and be like, these are the points we're going to hit. Like you have freedom in these areas. But like, look, we we have have a three act structure that we're going to do over the course of six Mm -hmm. years or whatever. And. Like, you know, it just seems crazy to me that they were like, oh, yeah, you can kill off the major villain we introduced in the first one. You know, like, like, I assume at the end of Infinity War, Thanos isn't going to die. (laughs) You know, they're going to save that for the second movie. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Like, there's just so much because because the first movie, there's so much like, who is Snoke? You know, and then they're like, no, we're going to kill him off. Right. Halfway through the first movie. I know that (laughs) is a weird feeling. You know. And even though those scenes surrounding it are great. It leaves you still being like, but who is Snoke? (laughs) (laughs) What's Snoke? (laughs) Do we ever get to find he was really old. <laughs> he dressed fabulous. <laughs> the gold gown. So I think that maybe final thoughts. My prediction out. for yeah. final thoughts or whatever. I yeah. think what's going to happen is the third movie is going to be like ten years later. Does anyone else think that? Oh no! It already has a release date. No, no, no the, but it's like, going to oh, take place forward. like ten years later. I don't know, or maybe two years. That later. is a really, really good call, Ross. Maybe not ten, maybe five, but I think like. Some time has to have passed. A lot of time. Whereas, like, instead years. of, like, how the first two, like, pick up right yeah. where it leaves off exactly. Oh, that's a great call. It's got to be a long that. time yeah. in between. Yeah. Because well, this that's one how the specifically first picks did. up yeah. immediately after the helicopter shot. Yeah, with yeah exactly. I mean, it right, yeah. picks up where it left shot off at shot. that moment. Yeah. So I think it'll be, like, it has to. There's no other way it can, in my mind, be. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, my final thoughts on this, I think... Can you can you write the ship on this one with the, the arc? I think if you focus on, I feel like there's so many wasted opportunities in this movie, mm. which really frustrates me. That like I'm concerned about number three. Yeah. Does JJ have it in him to to do a satisfying something or other at the end? Does he Does he do good endings? I don't know. That's the question I we ask don't you. Know. He no. doesn't ever end things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he. No, I I think this has officially gone down the path of. Stupid. Okay. And I and exactly. I, I use so that lightly because I mean it's mm-hmm. it's such a such an enjoyable film compared to the prequels. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and Entertaining, well done. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly so many bold calls that they made from yeah. a story perspective uh, that I really appreciated, but they just weren't fleshed out properly for me. And I waited until mid-January to see this, which mm, it had yeah. been out for well over a month. Yeah, I think it shows something to me that I was, like, not anticipating this. No, um, not much, at yeah. all. And, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm yeah. obviously, if, if the reviews are from my peers mm-hmm. are overwhelmingly positive, I'll, I'll rush out and see it. But at this point, I'm just like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean that much to you. It anymore. definitely killed, like, whereas after The Force Awakens, was like, bring on the next movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this one, I'm like, oh, like, eh, I can wait. <laughs> you know, and that was, which is, I don't think what you want. Maybe I'm getting older, too. Yeah. I don't, because I waited for Rogue One and really enjoyed it. And I yeah. think that's probably why I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, know, who knows? I'm just into Japanese cartoons <laughs> more than I am feature yeah. films. But, yeah. Okay, well. So I, I'd say, you know, real quick, I'm interested to see where would you rank The Last Jedi in the... Disney prequel? prequel. Uh, in all of... Can we do a quick ranking real oh. quick now that we've covered all the films? And we'll, we'll get into future predictions and final analysis. But yeah. yeah. It's really hard to rank 
all of them because they're so different. It's like three, you know, it's different sets of That's movies. Right, but you must rank them. Okay. Everyone's looking at me. Okay. Um, okay, so I would say Star Wars movies. We'll say Star Wars, New Hope, Empire, um, Return of the Jedi, then Rogue One. I'm... Oh, wait, the prequels. I forgot about the prequels. prequels. Okay, but then, yeah. Rogue One, then Revenge of the Sith, then The Force Awakens, then the prequels. Well, then I'll say The Phantom Menace. Um, Wait, did I say... I meant The Last Jedi. This is getting so confusing. (laughs) Sorry, okay, then Rogue One, The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens. You put The Last Jedi over The Force Awakens. Yes, okay. I did. That Even after good. we've talked about it for all this time. <laughs> um, then um, The Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, and The Attack of the Clones. Okay. Whew. All right, I will start. I'll do mine. I would say Empire Strikes Back. Okay. A New Hope and Return of the Jedi are very close to me. I know A New Hope is a much better film than Return of the Jedi, but I have a lot of happy memories around Return of the Jedi. Same so. needs here. Um uh, then I would say Force Awakens. Then um, I have this weird thing with the prequels where I like I'm, I'm like they're, they're like becoming nostalgic too. Become, well, they're, they're not nostalgic. <laughs> it's just like I know they're so such terrible films, but I kind of like them in yeah, this weird way. I, like I love to. Like, so much laughter. Yeah, that. I know. You like, get so, so much, much enjoyment out of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're so bad in such a funny way. Um, but yeah, like uh, so, Force Awakens. I'd say it's really hard to rank Rogue One because, like, I I'd say The Last Jedi next. Okay. And then Rogue One. Oh wow! And then uh, the prequels being uh, Phantom Menace. I'm gonna put at the top. Yeah. <sighs> Attack of the Clones. I'm gonna put next, and then Revenge of the Sith at the bottom. Wow, not the. I think Attack Revenge of the, of the Clones. Sith, if I have you remember that the, for all the reasons of because of its terribleness, it's so, so terrible. So you like it, so because it, it's so terrible. Exactly. Oh gosh. It's a sick, twisted thing I have with it. Well, just because now maybe Revenge of the Sith. I, I, Revenge of the Sith. I found to be like last time I watched it to be so dreary uh, because it's uh-huh. like there's definitely parts that are much better overall. It's a much more fun film to watch. Right. But like where it's like it ta- it's like so I don't know it's a dreary film. <laughs> anyway. So we're really close. So I would go Empire, yeah, A New Hope, and Return of the Jedi tied. Even yeah. though I agree with you, A New Hope is is better yeah. and more original. But yeah, Return of the Jedi is just so fun. It yeah. is. Um, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, okay. Phantom Menace. Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Attack of the Clones is clearly the worst film ever that ever had bore the name Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Officially. So far. Yeah. Okay, so we are now on to the future of Star Wars. Um, and we are, you know, there's a movie coming out next month that I think, um, we're so excited for. <laughs> so I, this is where I'd like to have maybe just a few minutes of predictions okay. for the next Star Wars anthology okay. film. Okay. No, no, Star Wars, a Star Wars film. It's a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. Yeah. Which is none other than Solo. 
about a Star Wars it's a prequel of Han Solo. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver, and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might want to buckle up, baby. give you some advice we assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed i got a really good feeling about this since when do you know how to fly 190 years old you look great push it So Rosalind, let's start mm. with you. I like, thoughts? I'm like, I, I honestly have seen maybe one or two trailers. Like the trailers come down, I don't even really watch them because we know what Han Solo looked like before, like in <clears throat> whenever when he was young. We we know what Harrison, who Harrison Ford is. And boy, did he look good. Yeah, and like you can't be Harrison Ford. No one is Harrison Ford. Like mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is an enigma of like cool. Attractive, like rogue, mm, somehow relatable. Do you guys know that he's a master carpenter? In addition to being one of the greatest actors of all time, I heard time. he was a carpenter before an actor. He was. He's a, ma- a master carpenter. Yeah. Which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I just thought that it means sounds good. He's a black belt. <laughs> he doesn't use tools. He uses his hands. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on. Harrison Ford may be the one of the most charismatic actors. Young Harrison Ford. Old Harrison Ford, not so much. Yeah. He's uh, still got it. Like no, he's oh, he yeah, if he no. if he wants to. You you haven't seen uh, Firewall, the uh, techno thriller. Oh, I've seen thing. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with Paul Bettany. Yeah. Yeah, bad. <laughs> Not his finest moment. No, but like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Harrison Ford, it's just like there's nothing. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty in, unique guy. You, there isn't it. Like, yeah. there's nobody you could be like, well, this guy is like that. Yeah. You can't. Like, Johnny Depp, no. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. any of the heartthrobs that have come and gone, yeah. like, no. Ben Affleck or not Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. No, not I Ben Affleck. I was trying to say, like, Tom Cruise or like any of these heartthrobs. Matt Damon. Yeah. They're not. Like,. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be like, so you're taking this person who nobody is or could ever be and trying to redo him. And mm. I think the closest we have to that in the, the modern era would be Chris Pratt, maybe. 
Yeah, Chris, I think Chris Pratt, Pratt is, oozes charisma yeah. and is also mm-hmm. very much himself on yeah. screen. That's yeah. true. He's probably it's a nicer guy in person than mm-hmm. Harrison is. And he's different than Harrison Ford, but mm-hmm. you're right in that he's kind of himself mm-hmm. and very... He has a very unique charisma yeah. to him. And he plays himself yeah. in movies. I wouldn't say he's like Harrison Ford, like on the because Harrison Ford's much... He's grumpy. He's grumpy, yeah. Yeah, like, but uh, you're right, yeah. I think... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. So for me, from my perspective, this movie is the worst idea worst <laughs> that idea. I could possibly like I can't and this is where I feel like Kathleen Kennedy is a desperate woman at the end of her rope. Maybe she's like checked out or because something. Because this almost seems like a parody of itself, like to be like, we're gonna do a Han Solo prequel in just like why would you wow. even attempt such a thing? Like, well, get that off the table I think right now. As a as an idea that you're throwing around in the writers room, it's it's not the worst thing ever. But what amazes me, having watched the trailer, so I don't know the gentleman portraying a young Han Solo, which is fine. I almost right. think that that works yeah. to its benefit. It should be, yeah, yeah. But he is not channeling Harrison Ford, which has got to be a difficult thing to do. But actors are yeah. talented people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they not only in. Yeah. Uh, portraying, you know, a real life character, a new character, but impersonating. They, yeah. They're they're mm-hmm. usually good at that. This guy is not channeling him in facial expressions, in voice, in voice, yeah. Yeah. not at all. Um, so I think that's a major missed opportunity. I think Amelia Clark is not a good actress. Um, I know you guys aren't Game of Thrones people, but she's 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 definitely the weakest part of that show in terms mm-hmm. of acting. The one element I'm excited about is I think the way they're styling Donald Glover as Lando. Mm-hmm. In like his garb, yeah. and I, like, I know. I, I think that looks really fun to the almost to the point where I would prefer a Lando movie. More than <laughs> I think a Lando movie uh, would be totally cool, yeah. and maybe like, I mean, I don't even care if Han Solo's in it, but like a Lando movie would work because we know so little about Lando. Also, we don't really. I mean, you could do like a young Lando, and it would be more viable because we don't know Lando as well as we know Han Solo. And maybe Han Solo makes a cameo in that movie. And a CGI cameo, not some other random person. (laughs) Like, honestly. Oh, I I feel like that'd be horrifying. It'd be be better than that rando guy. Like, that's not Han Solo. We know what he looks like. Okay, so I'm gonna go out on a on a limb here and say I'm gonna like it (laughs) as crazy as it sounds. Because I feel like it's such a bad idea that I'm like... gonna be good. This may work, but I don't think it will. But I'm just going to – It's this is my totally out there prediction. I think I'm going to like it in a weird sort of way. But I probably won't. I probably won't. But it may I, work, but not – it can't work because Han Solo is the heart of this movie. And it, he can't be Han that's, Solo. That's why I say it's an it could impossible be, task. It could be like Lando and his buddy. Yeah. That would be great. And they come in contact with the Millennium Falcon. And you're like, oh, look at Lando with the Millennium Falcon. Have you guys followed the history of this movie? Uh-huh. Oh, well, the how Ron Howard – finishing it but someone else started it well this is the most bizarre again which just feels like Kathleen Kennedy like what is like this is bizarre because they actually hired the guys who the directors behind the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street Uh, I forget what names Chris Chris and Lord Chris Chris Lord and Phil Miller whatever something Mm -hmm. like that um yeah, both fun, like really wacky comedies. I think original. the Lego movie is super original yeah. and fun. Yeah. It's, but like 21 Jump Street is like just a funny buddy comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so an inter- like a really interesting choice for a Star Wars movie, right? And they filmed like I think like 90% of the movie and then they fired them. Like that never happens in movies. Yeah. Like it was like either what they were doing was so bad or it was like they were such so it was such a wrong direction that they had to start from scratch, you know, mm-hmm. and there's 
which is crazy. Usually that never happens in like a major blockbuster. Well, they, uh, Kathleen Kennedy disagree- was the one who fired them, yeah. and it, it was creative differences within the direction of the film. So I'm sure that they were trying to inject too much humor into it, right? Because that's yeah. kind of who they given are. given their body of yeah. work. Why would but they the movie looks like it's going to be pretty loosey goosey, yeah. even though Woody Harrelson's character feels like an insert to me from yeah. Ron Howard because he's trying to make it like a heist movie. I feel like sure. Mm. Um, but the last time we did see this, Levi was with Justice League when. <laughs> Zack Snyder yeah. left the movie. Um, I mean, it was in post. Yeah, and then Joss Whedon came on, to and like I've heard. It. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I haven't seen Justice League, but I've heard that yeah. as bad as that movie is, the scenes that are what the original movie was, and then the Joss Whedon yeah. scenes are distinctly Joss. Yeah, yeah, and the rest of it. You cannot so have a more different director like than Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder. <laughs> Great and dark and yeah. dreary and terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's so it's really interesting. I think Ron Howard reshot the entire film. No like, way. I don't think I think they I don't think they kept anything of it. Oh my god. Or they may have kept a little bit, but I think it was pretty much a, a start from scratch wow. reshoot. I want to see the Lego Movie guys' version. Well, yeah, which would, would that was what kind of had me interested. It was like this could be just really bizarre mm-hmm. in a, a bizarre movie. Mm-hmm. Like Ron Howard's like a very safe director, you know. Like he doesn't yeah. do really bad stuff. He doesn't yeah. do really great stuff, Mm-mm. you know. Yeah, he's yeah. not like a, he's not like a Cohen. His movies don't age very well either. Yeah. When you look at, they're very, uh, they're they're very a lot of heart. You know? A lot of he's like a real Oscar bait kind of director, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I like Ron Howard. I, I my favorite Ron Howard movie is uh, Far and Away, which I still oh, really I like. Oh, I love that movie. That's yeah. Ron Crazy. Howard. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I just rewatched that. I think this is a good. It's movie. still good. Yeah, huh? it's, yeah. It holds up. Um, well, and then Apollo thirteen is <laughs> Apollo thirteen. That's a great. That's like movie. one of my favorite yeah. movies. So he's like definitely you know he's not a he's bad director. He's solid. He's solid. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. But it just seems like such a bizarre idea. And just the history of it seems like it's like, what a crazy production. The trailers always seem really like convoluted and like you yeah. can't tell what's trying to be like. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. I, it's the one I'm the most like curious, like, what the heck is this good? Mm-hmm. Res- I'm sure the end result is going to be just kind of mediocre, mm-hmm. sadly. I think, I don't see I'm how rooting could... for either like a massive bomb or like a, something shockingly fun. It probably won't massively be bomb either. because with Disney behind it, like, it can't be that bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder. Yeah, probably not. Disney doesn't do awful things. I mean, I don't pirate movies because. Mm-hmm. I'm. I just don't do that. Yeah. Not not of an integrity. Just right. <laughs> I just don't do it. But I, I'm not gonna see this movie in theaters. Like yeah. after the disappointment, mm-hmm. I'm not. And none of my peers that are equally skeptical about it mm-hmm. have plans to avoid it in theaters. So it's gonna yeah. make money. Yeah. Totally. So I'm not. So it won't bomb in the sense no, that no. it won't make money. So the encouragement to keep making these offshoots is definitely going to yeah. be there. And speaking of which, do you guys have any other thoughts on the solo movie or any other final? No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a rundown. I want to hear if you're interested to see this. Okay. Yes or no. Okay. All right. Cause these are all the films that have been announced. Wait, for sure. Like, 100%, we're making these movies. Either there are, like, tons of people talking that they're going to be, or they've been officially announced. Okay. Okay, so the first one 
Do we want to see this? An Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone film with Ian McGregor. Yes. yes. Like 10,000%. He was the best part of the entire prequels Ian and the best casting choice they've ever made. Yeah. Yes, and he has so much charm and heart and like gets Star Wars. Yeah, so I think if they made like almost like a Logan style kind of, not like that violent, obviously, <laughs> but like something where it's like a not, like a much more like kind of stripped down, small like, Ewan McKenobi on Tatooine doing some kind of adventure with, by the way, Joel Edgerton, who could be Uncle Owen. Who yeah. I love. I love Joel Edgerton. Isn't it crazy that he was the Uncle Owen in Attack of the Clones? Yeah, but oh, everything yeah. he's done since then That's has weird. been so Wouldn't that be good. cool? They team yeah. up, give him yeah. some histories, and they'll you know, fight sand people. Maybe there's a secret mission we don't know yeah, about. exactly. Right. I'm sure he's not he wasn't sitting just sitting on there his hands for 20 the years. whole time, yeah, aging exactly. rapidly under the Tatooine So yes, sun. I would want to see that, just for another chance to get Ewan McGregor and he will do director. so good with anything you give him. Well, like, he's the perfect age, too. Exactly. Why aren't they? I'm By sure the way, they're doing did this. you guys see uh, Fargo, the new season? Yes. The who's in? I'm in, yeah. we're watching he, it. Right he now. can't not act good. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> well, I think that's evident with the prequels, yeah. where it's like you give him prequels <laughs> and he's fire. still charming. <laughs> like, he still is likable. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that's one that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one is rumored, and no, they haven't officially announced it, have they? Uh, it's not officially announced, but there's a lot of. <laughs> there's like already a, a fan made trailer on YouTube uh, <laughs> because apparently Ewan played Jesus yeah. in a movie. Oh. I've never even heard oh, of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, but he yeah. literally played yeah. Jesus in the desert, yeah. and uh, Obi Wan in the desert looks a lot like White <laughs> Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> and so somebody cut it together on the score of Star Wars, and be like, "Yeah, I want to see that." I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, this one was announced then kind of put it in the back burner uh, <laughs> you guys know Josh Trank no. he's the director behind Fantastic Four this is again oh. very much true. the newest Fantastic the Four the newest right? Fantastic he Four he had a good movie in uh, the past yeah it wasn't Oblivion but it was uh, oh gosh it was like a superhero movie okay yeah and it was like kind of a found footage sort of thing. But it was actually good. It was like mm-hmm. a, oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. But then he made the new Fantastic Four. And he was attached to direct a Boba Fett movie. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I don't the, get after, the Boba Fett thing. After Star Wars completely bombed and he like had a public meltdown. I mean, after Fantastic Four completely bombed, he had a public mm. meltdown. They had creative differences. <laughs> and he's no longer attached <laughs> to direct yes. this. Disney's like, that's ugly. We <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Um, so, uh, but a Boba Fett film. Any interest? If I saw a really good trailer that was like a... Hitman secret yeah. agent film that would had oh, a rated R cool. that had an R rating, yeah. which it would never happen. But hey, we got a Deadpool rated R, we got a Wolverine movie rated R. Yeah. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. But I, I would I would see it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, there's one I like guy that aspect. I think if you one guy who hates the Daniel like there was this one idea I forget the guy's name, but he was saying that if you had a Boba Fett movie that began with the real Boba Fett killing the prequels Boba Fett. Oh my gosh. Like walking yeah. into a bar and like take like someone shoots him and takes his helmet and that's the oh, Boba Fett. Oh, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is a great idea. They would never do that. No, they, I, they wouldn't. But like if it was like kind of like the like almost like a spaghetti western like the man who never talks. You know what I mean? Like because that's kind of or the cool like or the he doesn't say much. Or like the Pirate Robert yeah. where Boba Fett's like well, what if it's him yeah. climbing out of the pit? <laughs> yeah. That this yeah. wasn't the end of Boba <laughs> I think it'd be hard. I mean, the only interesting thing about Boba Fett is he's such kind of a Mystery. open canvas that you could do some stuff with him. But right. 
Yeah. But that's kind of the coolness seems, of Boba Fett is you never yeah. see him take off his helmet. Exactly. So you're kind of taking that away. As long as you don't develop him as a character, yeah. like, in, I think, which they already did. We got to see him as a kid. Dad! <laughs> Good shot, Dad! Dad, look! <laughs> I think we're being tracked! <laughs> okay, so here's where things get even more, like, overwhelming. So, okay, see, th- these are the two that are taught. Announced officially announced um, a non-Skywalker trilogy of movies mm. written and directed by Rain Johnson. Not mm. interested. Or Ryan Johnson. Yeah, not interested after The Last Jedi. I mean, I would be interested if he can, like... A whole trilogy of movies. At this Skywalker. point, make a new sci-fi film. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I love me a good sci-fi film. Yeah. I don't need a non-Skywalker Star Wars film. Mm. Because the rules are already set yeah. of these films. Yeah. I know. It's, it's I think if you're going to keep this going, you have to do that, though. Do you? Well, if you're going to keep it going, because, of course, yeah. Hollywood executives love money. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but not to derail, but did you guys see uh, Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom mm, Cruise movie? Yes. No. I have to say, and I know it was made from a manga, uh, yeah. All You Need Is Kill. That was one of the best sci-fi it's films so I've seen yeah. in easily the last 10 years. I love that movie. I, I want to see more movies like that, yeah. that are just wholly original, that yeah. take place in a universe with the new rules. I don't yeah. want to see a non-Skywalker Star Wars film yeah. because I still know what the rules of Star yeah. Wars. So for you, Star Wars has to be Skywalker or some partly connected to it. Correct. And okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it does sound like a lot. Um, Another non-Skywalker trilogy by the Game of Thrones guys? No. Nope. <laughs> and I love Game of Thrones. I think they're great writers. That seems and like creators. an odd choice to me. <laughs> no. So we have two trilogies in development. There but that's announced. You're saying that that's are officially announced. announced. So that's happening. They're happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is like the so- Star Wars movie every year that we've that Disney promised us. So where does this end? I mean, where <laughs> I does it know. end? It I ends mean, where we're like, oh, another Star Wars When the Wars box movie. office goes down. Yeah. Um, and then a live action TV series. Oh. Oh, I like that idea. Depending on if it's like... Yeah, I, I just mean, like TV shows. I don't need any of this. <laughs> I don't need any of it. Give me, I don't know give if me I'll new, watch it, though. Give me new sci-fi. Yeah. Give me new creative people yeah. coming together to make something Because new. it doesn't need to be Star Wars anymore. It doesn't it need to be Star be Wars. It something creatively... Disney's got to make back their $4 billion, which they probably already have. Probably I'm already sure they have. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Although, did you guys know uh, Last Jedi was... Was a disappointment financially? Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, it 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 uh, plummeted after its first couple weeks, and it did not do as well internationally, just like Force Awakens didn't, yeah. which is why they had so many more Asian characters in this one. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It, it, it is. I'm not being... Focus on robots and Asians. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, this one had uh, one of the most... Uh, precipitous drops hmm. as far yeah. as you know from interesting millions to you know yeah so yeah and I guess like I think you know like so I think the interesting thing is it's you know it's kind of like are we at too much of a good thing right I think like it's definitely much. yes with you Zach right I think it is a little feel? bit because it's like the thing with Star Wars I remember people saying like Star Wars is so great because you don't have a lot of it mm-hmm. and it comes out every three years and like I think also you're pulling on like people who saw the movies in the 70s and 80s and were young and like were huge fans of these like unique like what was then probably like almost yeah. an indie f- movie you know yeah and then those people aren't the people who want a solo film mm-hmm. so you're trying to take 
to create a new generation of people loving Star Wars just on the new movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like millennials and young yeah. kids. And then, so the it's like two different groups. You need to either appeal to one or the other. And yeah. they're trying, they're trying to appeal to new people. And then also like kids, like, I mean, people who don't have any emotional connection to Star Wars or grew up watching it. Mm-hmm you're probably going to want to watch a Marvel movie instead of a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. They have, like, way more going on, like, mm-hmm. than what Star Wars is giving us right now. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot for them to just, on their own merit, catch up to, like, what Marvel is. Yeah, and I think, for me, I think, yeah, Disney's making... Well, for me, let me... Like, the kind of one of the cool things about Star Wars was they were, they were like, the, the Star Wars movies good or bad they were kind of like the really like expensive dinner like the really special dinner that you got to go out to (laughs) you know like you know once a year or something like that you know it's 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 like a really special event because Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen very often Mm -hmm. and you wait and you think about it Mm -hmm. and you like you know like you digest the whole story in your mind Mm -hmm. and um it's way more meaningful that way and and like what disney is doing is they're like no we're gonna give it to you every night like you know and like you know the the cadence of the marvel films is like you know it's like fine you know those are you know that's what you know kind of what we've come to expect and they're all really different Mm -hmm. and fun and whatever but like you know like star wars was like kind of like a special cinematic event i would think you know when the star wars film came out and now that's not how it's gonna be especially if they keep on making all these you know I also think about, too, like, somebody like my dad who doesn't watch a lot of TV shows, um, doesn't really care too much about Star Wars beyond, like, it was an experience for him as a kid. You know, he was 12, 13 when the first one came out, and he talks about the memories of that all the time. And then somebody like, Levi, you're a little bit older than me, for sure, but it was such a special part of your childhood. Yeah. It was such a special part of mine. It was such mm-hmm. a special part of yours, Rosalind. But the diminishing returns have already mm-hmm. started to occur. Mm-hmm. Where Marvel really has something going for them as a property is people mm-hmm. like my dad mm-hmm. uh, saw Thor Ragnarok. We right. saw it together. Like, That's awesome! And, and it, it totally deviates from the structure yeah. of the comics because it's loosely following one story yeah. they mm-hmm. told about Thor. But I remember my dad and I looking at each other and being like, I felt like that movie was straight out of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's such a big divide for us generationally. Mm-hmm. And then for us, we have the the reference of our childhood of watching mm-hmm. Star Wars mm-hmm. and being like it was such a deviation and I don't know how I felt about mm-hmm. it or it just didn't work um, so they, they don't have a lot of wiggle room to play with mm-hmm. Yeah. so I feel like there's just so much right. it, it's such a gamble with them and I also feel like it's they're really banking on people our age and their yeah. mid to late 20s and yeah. then people like my dad's age who saw the ones in the 70s. Yeah. I don't know that Star Wars Beyond the Toys are really appealing to new children. I don't know that even the same, for the kids they are. Honestly. I don't know if they are at like all. And I know Star Wars has always been about yeah. the toys. Yeah. But that's where I feel like as a Disney property, Marvel has so much going for it. It's yeah. appealing to people yeah. my dad's age who read the comics. It's yeah. appealing to people my age who just love and Jack fun movie, who yeah. love comics and yeah. things like that. Like, yeah. And you can just get so into it. It like hits every generation in yeah, like, there's a cool way. Too many demographics and too many um yeah. unknowns yeah. to really make your money back on a Star Wars film. And I'm sure they are, but mm-hmm. it's it's just too much of a gamble. Well they'll definitely make their money back, but I think like it's just a harder pro yeah, it's like a property you have to mm-hmm. handle differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you you need to like 
Like I agree with you. It needs to be focused on specific characters, you know, because you know, it's, it's the, the Skywalker storyline and it needs to be like an epic fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It needs to be more like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. than like Marvel because Marvel is like just like this fun story that happens. It's like constantly going. It's almost like a movie serial that you sit down mm-hmm. like, what's the latest episode today on, you know, mm-hmm. such and such. Here's what our heroes are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, fun. Like yeah. this is what they were doing last time. And it's always like a fun kind of light thing. Like mm-hmm. the Marvel movies are always a lot of fun. Some are way better than they're others. They're like candy and popcorn. Like but they're it's never, good and it's yeah, light exactly. and it's fun. But, you know, they're, they're not like you know, grand operatic things, which is what Star Wars kind of was, was like something along the lines of like a Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. like a really special event. And I think by, you know, like we've talked about the Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. live action stuff and be like, it's just me. We don't like that, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's more special, you know, and and trying to constantly revisit it and dredge up, like make a new epic, everything as epic as it was just doesn't really work super well. I do think it's like taking something that is so unique and mm-hmm. so many people have so many like emotional connections to yeah. it and then trying to do it again you just can't like yeah. some things need to be you know standalone as much as I like the new yeah. Star Wars movies you're never gonna get that again yeah. ever well and here's something this is a little bit weird that like it occurred to me the other day I was like why are we like so like I think you've got to admit when you look at everything that's coming out we aren't telling ourselves new stories anymore. <laughs> I know. Like, we are, like, a really creative, stagnantly cult, creatively stagnant culture right mm-hmm. now, especially, like, cinematically. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, like, you know, our Even, movies. Even, like, our books that are being published. Yeah. Like, there's more of everything than ever, mm-hmm. but it's all just re- literally repeats mm-hmm. of everything that's come before. And I realized, and this is just a weird little thing, like... It probably gets back to economics because the birth rate is declining in America and it's like fairly low, Mm -hmm. you know, compared to like, you know, we were like, you know, when we were born, right? The millennials, the millennial generation. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so it's just kind of the thing like we established, we got attached to certain properties when we were kids Mm -hmm. pre, you know, whenever, you know, we were born and stuff like that. And now we're the people with the money, mm. right? So these, you know, all these studios are just yeah. making stuff for us. They're like, right? these people are the ones who can go buy movie well, tickets. And I realized this because I read an article about Toys R Us closing. Yeah, and they're like, a, a big reason Toys R Us is closing, certainly Amazon has a lot to do with it. Poor management has a lot to do with it. But it's also just demographics. Yeah, there's there's less kids, kids yeah. you know, mm. like than there were, Interesting. you know, yeah. than there was 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, people aren't having as many kids now. So, you know, you don't, can't have... You, the economy just doesn't support these massive big stores mm-hmm. to just go buy toys because yeah. there's not as many kids to buy toys for. Yeah. But who's what happened to all the kids that were there 20 years ago? They all grew up and they want to buy stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they don't necessarily want news stories. They just want the feelings they had when they were kids. Yeah. You know, so it's this weird thing I think we're kind of stuck mm-hmm. in is like we, you know, we will always go to see a Star Wars movie because we all mm-hmm. saw it. We loved it when we were kids, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, you know, some of us will go see a Ninja Turtles movie because mm-hmm. we grew up on Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see a Transformers movie because mm-hmm. we all know it from when we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. but, but we're kind of in this weird thing where like kids are the people who are most open to new stories, mm-hmm. right? They don't have any pre-made attachments to like these and the stuff. They don't have any nostalgia, you mm-hmm. know, but, um, but they're not as big a market as they once were. Right. I mean, there's, there's still a massive many, market, yeah. but yeah. the bigger market are those kids who grew up and there's more of them. Yeah. And, and now have we, yeah. and they have money to spend and they like, will go see these movies, mm. you know? So we're kind of in a bad position. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. You know, if I was... <laughs> 
Kathleen Kennedy and yeah, I had some do? creative direction, what I would do is putting money aside for a minute because obviously these these movies are just guaranteed cash cows right Mm -hmm. but what i think would be so cool is if they made a couple more standalone star wars films but if they undertook rosalind's idea in that they left uh last jedi on more of a cliffhanger and she did go off with kylo ren because that was one of the Mm -hmm. things with luke that we always thought would be so interesting is that he did go bad yeah and i know in the novelization he did go bad and then came back Mm -hmm. but what if she went off with kylo and it was ambiguous if she was going to be bad or not but remember how jk rowling toyed with the idea of actually killing harry and Mm -hmm. he even dies in the deathly hollows but he comes Mm -hmm. back to life right I think that a, an amazing way to make your, your heart kind of feel at ease watching these mm-hmm. movies is if Ray is like truly dies at the end of these movies and mm-hmm. is like a sacrificial mm-hmm. lamb for some sort of finality of the story. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that would make you feel more fulfilled mm-hmm. as a yeah. as a consumer, you mm-hmm. know, being like, Hey, I like got to see <clears throat> I got to see this incredible arc yeah. of this character and she's a hero mm-hmm. and you know, she dies for a cause. Maybe yeah. they could have made the cause a little bit more noble or more right. clear. Yeah. Um, that would be such a bold choice. Huh. Yeah. And and I feel like great stories have toyed around with that, like Harry Potter, where, yeah. you know, I was going to kill Harry or, you know, yeah. things like that. I know that'll never happen because mm. they have to leave the door open for Ray's kids yeah. and, you yeah. know, Kylo's kids and yeah. all that and just keep round and round we go. But I think that that would be a direction. And I don't know how much creative control she necessarily has beyond mm. saying what movies get greenlit, but... The, that that would be my highest choice. grossing films of all time. Titanic had one of the major characters die at the end. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure very true. Did. It's very true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I think it's a great idea. I think that I think they need something like that. Something bold and like mm-hmm. yeah. I think final. they. I think they almost like if they want to kind of resuscitate the trilogy a little bit and like actually end it with like an emotional like reason to like watch the third movie you know i think that's kind of what they need they need to do something that's like crazy you know well yeah that is like wow this is actually a really like this makes this entire story we're trying to tell over three movies makes sense Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's like it's worth the journey also to kind of like step out of the box with like not everybody you know because you can't follow beat for beat you Mm -hmm. know or you shouldn't maybe step out of the box and yeah. make different choices. And in a way, Frodo basically dies in the end of Lord of the Rings yeah. because Sam is really your vessel that you're being mm-hmm. told the story through. It yeah. feels like Frodo's your protagonist, and then by the end of Return of the King, you yeah. realize it's Sam because yeah. he's the most. Yeah. He's your your human, even though he's a Hobbit. He's, he's your, your character. He's the hero that you relate to the most, he's and who the the, yeah. the when the book closes, who it ends with. Yeah, Frodo yeah. becomes more and more distant. Yeah, throughout Frodo becomes the almost whole... godlike mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, and you know Gandalf becomes like an angel, yeah. and like you know all these characters. That you that you loved and felt so close to go off to be with the elves yeah. and Sam you're like Sam is my yeah. salt of the earth <laughs> yeah. lives in Nevada City yeah. you know homeboy yeah. and 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 you feel this profound sadness yeah. but also this feeling of completeness by the end of Return of yeah. the King because everyone fulfills who they are and Sam gets to go home to his Hobbit hole and like have his family. yeah so maybe like, we see Ray as a hologram in the end but we know that she she <laughs> be a Force ghost yeah she could be a Force ghost seemed like a bad life <laughs> I don't know seems lame that you have to be like Yoda's all like old and crumpled up like why isn't he young Yoda Anakin got to be young Anakin oh that's like... a prequel edit <laughs> we don't really count that I mean I was thinking how stupid that was the other day just today actually <laughs> <laughs> the other day was today uh, yeah if I was Kathleen Kennedy I think yeah I think you're right I need to 
I mean, she's not the one writing these stories, but I'd be like, you know, JJ, yeah. pull this out, buddy. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and I would, I, I think, like, no matter what, you've got to, you've got to connect these things to bigger themes. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that Star Wars has going for it is their, you know, their epic archetypal mythological stories, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That are like really fantasies. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they have a lot more, they're a lot closer to like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. than Star Trek, mm-hmm. really, you know, so... You need to really focus on the arcs. If you want to make all these trilogies, you got to make sure these arcs mm-hmm. are like, you know, are these, um, you know, epic kind of arcs that have kind of a through line to mm-hmm. them, you know, that um, that build up something and then and then pay it off. And they should be about the big things, timeless things. You know, they shouldn't feel so grounded and, and that was the thing about the original Star Wars that was I think part of its huge success was that in the middle of the tail end of the 70s where everything was super depressing mm-hmm. and dark you had this thing that was like this romantic mm-hmm. space opera about mm-hmm. good versus evil that was like it was an escape mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I think you know that's what these movies should be is a you know not an escape of like oh that was just a fun you know a couple hours i saw but like escape to something mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. and like a something like a story that's like outside of like the pettiness More of timeless. like the world we live in yeah yeah, mm. yeah. and it, i think she just needs to manage these plots a little better <laughs> well she has such a proven track record of success and yeah. i do think she's making some odd decisions yeah um, and they do seem very financially uh, based on like this will draw an audience, but I feel like because she's worked with Spielberg a lot, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Spielberg, so I mean, she's worked on yeah. some of just the the greatest, the be- best movies, the best ever. movies yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a little depressing to me. Yeah, and I like the idea that they're trying to find these indie kind of young guys, but like it seems like it's weird to like hire them than fire them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it seems like they're either go with it or don't. Either go with it or don't. Yeah. Don't like. Fire them halfway through, then hire some guy to come clean up and yeah. reshoot everything. So you have kind of a like weird movie, weird movie, kind of like Rogue One, where yeah. it's like it could have. Yeah, I know. It's it's if you if you don't want you know these. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Rosalind, any thoughts on what you no, do? No, I think you guys summed it up. All right. Well, any any other final closing <laughs> thoughts on uh, on Star Wars or anything else? We will see what the solo film brings us. Solo, yeah. Oh, no. We'll see. And uh, I'm, I'm fully preparing to to eat my words that it's it's probably going to be really bad. But <laughs> I don't know. I'll go see it. You never know. All right. Well, thank you, Rosalind. Thank yeah. you, Zach. Mm-hmm. Thanks thanks uh, for joining us. And uh, yeah, let's do this again soon. They've got the ultimate. Get my wedding suit. Boy, you don't get a clue.